Hello! On Serious Disney, we've been going through the Disney Remakes series in order of release, but we're breaking that order to bring you our Aladdin episode today. We're doing that because we basically couldn't hold back. Aladdin is one of our favourites from childhood, which happened also to be a golden age of Disney animation, and what's more, we were genuinely excited to talk about this film while it was still in cinemas, and you, the listener who is presumably sceptical about the film thanks to its famously unsatisfying preview material, still have time to go and see it, because it's good! So, for context, when we recorded this, we'd already got the next three episodes of Disney's in the bag. That's Cinderella, Jungle Book, and Pete's Dragon, and we were expecting to cover more films in between there and Aladdin. But we're not. We're going out of order. What you're about to hear was recorded across two days. The first on the Saturday of the film's opening weekend, starting literally as we stepped out of the cinema itself, and the next on the following day, when we'd had a bit of time to collect our thoughts. So this first bit is recorded on my phone so the sound quality will be a bit recorded on my phone-ish for the first several minutes. That said, it is in stereo, so if you listen on headphones, you're going to get quite an immersive experience of walking to the car and driving home while chatting about Aladdin, if that's your sort of thing. Serious Disney, Enjoy! Hello. We've Hello. just come out of Aladdin. We have. I liked it. I did as well. Like, I think it's going to take me a little while to yeah. figure out how good a film I think it is. Yeah. But I do know I enjoyed it. Yes. And I enjoyed it at the high end of my expectation of yeah. how much I would De- enjoy No, definitely. It. Including, I was broadly satisfied with bits I thought were terrible when I previously saw them. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of Prince Ali. Yes, particularly that yeah. bit. Which... That was fine. I actually... Th- thought that was one of the highlights of the film. It's a really interesting example of like how context changes everything. Yes, they set up all yeah. the th- problems I had with it. They yeah. all did make sense, given stuff that we'd had before. Absolutely. There's an element of suspense in the build-up to that. So you go straight from the makeover scene to like, and now I'm going to create your entourage. Yeah. And you get a big sandstorm. You don't but know you don't what... see what comes out of it. You don't see what comes out of yeah. it. Yeah. So then, like, when you're actually watching the scene progress... Everything that comes through that gate feels like a surprise. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter that it doesn't resemble what's in the cartoon. No, yes. The, the context of your, what you're looking at is completely different. Exactly, yeah. Because when you're watching the clip, you're making the comparison to the spectacle of an animated cartoon from the, the heights of when they were making animated cartoons. Yeah. Whereas here, you're comparing it to the world we have established and lived in for the last few minutes, which I was very impressed by. I love the Agrabah fly-through at the start. Yes, same. And all that stuff. Agreed. Like, I found it pretty transporting. Yeah, definitely I would say that, yeah. Because I'd heard some people say, like, no, I didn't click with the idea of the world of it. Right. I totally did. Yep, no, absolutely that, did. In a way that I totally didn't with, like, Beauty and the Beast. I don't know, I just got the impression this time that this was a creative enterprise. Exactly. <laughs> and I still didn't think it was good, the CG on him. No, I didn't either, but I also... But it didn't like, ruin it. No, I just rolled with it yeah. quite quickly. And now, in particular, in the, in the case of the genie, I wasn't comparing it to other CG. I was comparing it to, why didn't they just paint him blue? <laughs> And, like, give, why wasn't it his real face? Because it wasn't, was it? Like, was No, he... I mean, it didn't look like it was... It wasn't his real face, but it also wasn't not his no, real face. No, it was a very good, you know, Rogue yeah. One-style recreation of his face. Yeah. And I genuinely don't know now whether it was just his... completely CG or yeah. his face scanned in and fiddled with. I mean... Or what it was. I think, for me, the one of the big barometers for whether this was going to work yep. was... It wasn't just whether Will Smith would be okay or, like, yep. 
you know, good at what he was doing. No. He had to look like he was enjoying it. Yeah. That's the thing about Robin Williams yes. in the original film. It's like, it's not just that he's really good or that's like a great performance from a guy at the peak of his powers, which it all is. Uh-huh. He's obviously enjoying the yeah. process so much. He seemed completely at home in it. Yeah. There and was one thing that they were never going to be able to get past was that it was one of, if not the actual first example of an animated film in which one character in it... What do I mean? Like, was a a layer above everyone else in it in terms of their awareness it was a film and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was breaking forth a little bit. Whereas every other film does that in some way or another now. Yeah. With that said, though... I still felt like they pulled that aspect uh, yeah, of the character off too. Yeah. B- because everyone else is playing it so straight, I mean, it's a bit stagey, and it's a bit artificial, but not yeah. so much that it's just putting you off. Yeah, I thought they handled the artificiality quite well. There was a couple of moments where they just sort of acknowledged, oh, we're just going to do something really pantomime now. Yeah. And something about the... This won't, this won't read to Americans, but something about my experience with this as a pantomime yes. made me feel like that was totally appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm looking at the performance of Nina Masood, you know, as Aladdin, and it's like, you're not going to call it naturalistic no. at all, but it also doesn't look like he's trying to be naturalistic. No. It looks like Very. he's trying to be in, hey, I'm, I'm Aladdin. Yeah. You know, look at my little hat. You know, it's like... <laughs> Am I gonna try and play this like, oh yeah, Aladdin? Yeah, this is this is how you would dress, and yeah, this I, is the parkour you would do. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he's doing a lot of parkour in this film. Yeah, around like, can I? I don't. I don't have a setup for this joke. Go. But can I just say the yes. punchline? Yes. Aladdin's Creed. <laughs> I like that a lot. Do you see what I mean? Like, that would have been better if I built it up as like. No, that's fine. I get it. Yeah. As, uh, to me, to me, having seen the film, yeah. you could if you'd have just said that quietly on the way out. I think that would have been the best delivery of that. I know, but we wouldn't have been recording. We wouldn't that. have been recording, so you wouldn't have had the accolades. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I need like if I'm gonna say Aladdin's Creed, I yeah. need an audience for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And frankly, I think that's the spirit of the film. Yeah. It always feels like they're playing to an audience in that That's right. way. And, like, that makes the sort of somewhat stiff acting feel intentional. Yes. That was the problem with there Beauty and the Beast. I yeah. felt that Beauty and the Beast was trying to be, like, well, what if... What if Beauty and the Beast was real? Yeah, and so whenever it aimed a joke into the camera at an audience, it completely felt like... What are you doing? Yeah, it was against the rest of the film, whereas in this, totally appropriate to the rest of the film. Yeah. It was like a lavish live show at Disneyland or something. Yes, it was. I haven't seen the Broadway version, but it sort of felt like that, I guess. Yeah, it did in almost exclusively a good way. Yeah. I know I had problems with that film, but they're not they're not sticking with me at the minute. No. With the exception of one thing. Go on. The big thing. Jafar was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's a perfectly fine actor, and there are times in there that I was like, well, okay, I get what you're trying for, but this mm. isn't the time and place for that. No. Like... He was so small and nothingy compared to the rest of the world he was in. Yeah. And there's and there's even a way of that being a deliberate choice, and that's where his neuroses comes from. But that but it wasn't that. Yeah, they it, didn't play that at all. It was just that he didn't fit. He was the one guy who was still trying to do that Beauty and the Beast thing of yeah. oh well, what if this was real? Yeah. What if Jafar was a real guy? Yeah. What would Jafar's real motivations be? I, he, he I don't so much mind his motivation though. What do you think about that? 
like the motivation was okay having yeah. him like you know obviously it's a it's a tried and tested formula to have sure. like the villain be like you know it's the whole you you and I are not so different yeah. uh, villain thing like having him be essentially ba- bad Aladdin yeah exactly and the, the comparison between them makes sense I get now why you would have the idea of having a young Jafar yes but I don't think they got it right we're getting in the car. This is why we've, once again, swapped over in stereo. If you've got your headphones on, if you are experiencing the the live experience of going home from the shops, <laughs> I'll hold that. Yes. What Dave is holding now are some nice flowers that I bought for my godmother. Yeah. You can't see them. No. Not just because of the medium. You're not allowed. <laughs> they're not for you. They're for her. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like what is Mar- Marwan Kenzari, I believe is his it? name is. I yeah, don't know. he was trying to ground Jafar. He was trying to be like, okay, it's mm. not just like, oh, here's a realistic Jafar motivation. It's like, oh, well, if this were real life, yeah. you know, Jafar wouldn't be going around twirling his beard and saying ecstatic and yeah. stuff like that. You know, he'd be a he'd be a smallish, snivelly kind of guy, and it's like. Come on, man. No Even one... though everything else in the film is, like, literally Bollywood. Yeah, right? Ima- like, imagine an actual Jafar <laughs> know. in that role. I know. It's, it really, honestly, is the thing that... It is my misgiving about the film. I can't now go, oh, cool, the live-action Aladdin, up to 100%. No. Because of that one aspect of it. Why would you downplay Jafar? Yeah. Do you know, okay. <laughs> so here I am punching this up a little bit. I want more Jafar. Yeah. I want him to feel more like... Okay, I'm not totally against them changing a character. Okay, I don't like it. Yes, I do want Jafar, but if I can't have Jafar, Jafar. (laughs) oh sure. But if I can't have Jafar, you don't want nobody, baby. I don't want. (laughs) I want a guy who is himself striking in a like like Will Smith is. Yeah. Okay, so I was saying I'll punch it up. Here's what I could do if we were going to have this Jafar and it had been given to me. Here's what I would do. I want a little bit more of who he is. Why does this guy have magic stuff? Yeah, right. Where's his staff come from? Yeah. Because I thought this film was really good, subtle, at, but but good at dealing with what problems there were in the previous version. Like, why does no one recognise him yes. when he's got a different hat on? But it also did like, but they they addressed those points, but not in a way that felt like overcompensating. No, the the they just said it. They're just yeah. like, no one recognises him. Okay, it's magic. Yeah. Yeah, but they did say it, and there was a couple of other little bits like that where they just sort of tweaked it a little bit, and you're like, "Yeah, this makes sense." Yeah. With Jafar, I've always wondered, okay, why has he got this magic staff, or rather, where did he get it from? Yeah. And if he's that powerful, if he can hypnotize the Sultan, yeah. What is he after? Yeah. So I, so I'm, I'm in favor of them coming up with this thing that he's like, no, he literally can't bear being number two. Yeah. That makes total sense, and it ties him in the ending brilliantly. And he comes, you know, he comes from like. A low, low yeah. class background. So show me that. Back. Yeah. Show me more of that. Um, not much. Just give me a reason why he's got a staff full of hypnotizing dust, and um, and it yeah. doesn't have to be much. Because that's the thing with the cartoon character. Yeah, you don't question that no. stuff because look at that guy. Yeah, like of course he has a snake yes. hypnotism staff. Of course he has. And a, a magic ring or whatever that was. Yeah, it's and, like this is a hundred percent the guy who would own those yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but and in fact, and, that, and actually, that's one of the little problems. I always remember being uh, like w- the first couple of times I saw uh, the original Disney's Aladdin before I was like before I knew it inside out. I do remember going like, "Oh, a sorcerer! What was he before then?" Yeah, because I thought he was a sorcerer because well, he had magic stuff and a hat. Well, he 
<laughs> the, the wish was to become the world's most powerful. Yeah, exactly. Boxer, wasn't it? it so. I just find I always found that a little bit wishy washy. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this one, way clearer that he wasn't a sorcerer to begin with. Yeah. But also, he did still have that staff. I don't know. Yeah, so there was a little bit missing there. But honestly, the main thing was. God, and I'm sorry about this. It's it's face. You yeah. just look like someone. I know, right? Anyone? Yeah. He's just some guy. And therefore, know? if that's what you're going to do, what you're going to do then is compare him to Aladdin. Yes. And I feel like they didn't quite go far enough. Yeah. I kind of want to see the you know I was born in the darkness scene from Jafar. Yeah, right. Which again they. It almost might be a deleted scene. They started that, didn't they? And, and yeah. just sort of didn't give us very much. Yeah, he's just he's just really undercooked, and he doesn't feel threatening. No, as a result, no, he just feels like a big dweeb all the time. Yeah, particularly because again, not to be personal, but his face is just so generic. He looks absurd in the costume. <laughs> yes, because that's Jafar's costume. <laughs> yeah, a normal person who just looks like some guy. Yeah, doesn't dress like Jafar. No. And you do need a face to go along with that. And there are people out there who have a face that could pull that off. Yeah. Like, I, str- I struggle to think of any off the top of my head, certainly. Yeah. Any who would be, like, ethnically appropriate. No, exactly. I've gone to... I've gone Ian McKellen in my head, but, yeah. like, not ethnically appropriate. Exactly. So that wasn't work, but... Which they made a good effort with yep. here, as far as I could see, to my relatively uneducated eye, but... And, and I am deliberately not speaking up, because <laughs> I've... What do I know? Well, <laughs> what I can definitely say is they obviously tried here yes. in a way they didn't try yeah, in yeah. the 90... 90- Films. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's going to buy credit to yep. a certain degree, and, you know, I'm sure people still scrutinise it, but yeah. you can't say they haven't made more of an effort this uh, time. Uh, yeah. One of the things I've always wondered about this is, yeah, what reparations are they going to make with that? Yes. And what they seem to have done, which is quite clever, and I didn't foresee this, is go, we're not going to actually say that much. We're just going to make all these Middle Eastern people completely feel natural in a Disney film. Yes. And they did that. And they pulled that off completely, almost without comment. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great, well done. I did feel like, certainly like Agrabah is still an exoticized, yes. like, fantasy kingdom. But, like, I didn't feel like it was any more exoticized than Arendelle is in Frozen. You know what I mean? It's It's the magical fantasy version of that part of the world like Arendelle is the magical fantasy part of that part of the world or whatever and I certainly didn't feel like the foreignness of any of the cast members was played as a gimmick nope. uh, this time in a way that it kind of was all in the cartoon yeah but you know I'm sure there are people who are more educated exactly yeah I'm going to go away and read I'm genuinely looking forward to reading about that from people who actually know sure yeah but that's, that's that was my reaction anyway yeah. um, now speaking of Frozen Yes. What do you think of the new Let It Go? Um, a good song, yeah. I think. And it was one of the better shot songs from a musical stage yeah. filming perspective. I just couldn't really make head or tail of the two points they dropped it into the film. It was a very clear example of like, look, we want to have more for Jasmine, but frankly, Jasmine is a little bit of a reactive presence in mm. this film. I very much appreciate what they went for in like what their idea was of how to fix that yes um, and I don't know whether it's because I know the old film so well that it did feel like it was dropped in or not I think that would feel dropped in anyway uh, just because it just doesn't for such a big emotional mm. oh this is my time to take it all back yeah. song isn't really change the flow of the narrative in the slightest it's very clear what 
the momentum of what's happening is at the time she sings it, which yeah. is to say, in the middle of like Jafar's evil takeover when he's rattling through all his wishes and yeah. accumulating more and more power, and her kind of making that big stand, it like makes a point for a second. Yeah, for like a second. Yeah, and it puts you back to the start of the song yeah. for the next line, and like. Honestly, I tell you what I would have really liked would be if it had been a musical moment where yeah. where she makes her stand during that song and it's and she says things, you know what I mean? She yes. actually turns around, says the stuff and it's still the song. Yeah. That would have, it would have been they it felt like they didn't quite have the courage to do it. That's what it felt like. And that's a shame. Yeah. Because I think they actually had the bare bones of like a good moment and and certainly it's a good I th- I think it's a decent song. And and I suppose to add to this, I ought to say I had no problem with the way the songs were handled in this at all. No, I actually didn't. And that comes as a surprise. Yes, right? I was expecting to have a laundry list yeah. of nitpicks. And especially given that, like I said, like with Prince Ali, I'd heard some of these yeah. beforehand. I'd listened to Friend Like Me out of context. Yeah. And like I was like, ooh, that doesn't really work. Yeah. But in the film, it's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. I did feel like all of the songs. The songs are ending up the same as they are in the original. Yeah. But it's like they went through the same decision-making process mm. and just came to the idea of like, now we'll just, yeah. Oh, it turns out we've ended up doing it the same anyway. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Rather than with Beauty and the Beast, you you felt like they had one eye on the animated film the whole time yeah. they were doing anything. Yeah. Like, if, like Beauty and the Beast feels straight-jacketed and oh, asphyxiated yeah. by the original, whereas this one feels... It feels loose and confident enough that when it's doing something different, it's like, yeah, we're doing this now, rather yeah. than, whoa, look at the different thing we're exactly. doing. I don't know how you felt about this. I was really impressed with Whole New World in this. Yeah. Because it sounded very different yep. from the original, but also very much like the, the original. There was a couple of quite clever bits where they just subtly changed the underlying chords Yeah. to go, it is different guys but it still felt, in fact there's one thing that I would have changed which is I, I think we could have done with another verse because, mm. and, it, and I think it's because they changed the backing music to be a bit more poppy Yeah. certainly a bit more like rhythm driven well there was a, more of a drum beat yeah, that's what I mean, drum yeah. Beat, yeah. because of that it didn't have the same sort of shape the same sort of ebb and flow as the original did. Yeah, so agreed, yeah. When it ended, it just suddenly ended. Yeah. And so I say we a little bit more come down was needed. Yeah. Or, it, or maybe not even come down, just more of it to make it feel more like a pop song rather than a, a very short pop song. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, back to her song, okay. I did like it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to like it more next time because I know what's happening now. Yes. There people are literally dissolving around her and I was going, okay, is this number one, an almost like dream sequence Bollywood thing? Yeah. Is this, number two we're cutting to later and this is the room she's been imprisoned in and it's like she's just been thinking this the whole time and now it's later on or what is it? And then it turns out no, it's kind of kind of a dreamscape thing where she's thinking to herself and she's going to make the decision in a minute yeah. this is why they shouldn't have done that they should have just had it be a song yeah. had her go up to him and start talking back and yeah singing in his face exactly but that would have been really silly but do it anyway because the whole film's silly <laughs> yeah exactly but it would have been silly in a way that the plot of Aladdin doesn't accommodate <laughs> yeah. and they clearly weren't willing to change the plot of Aladdin no. enough to accommodate the idea that like Jasmine will actually affect something yeah. here. 
because that's just not there in the story. There's no opportunity yeah. for her to affect. Certainly not at that point. No, and so in that case, I was as I was watching it, I didn't think of that, and I was thinking like, "Oh, cool, Jasmine's affecting things." So I guess that means they they you know walk that tightrope quite carefully. Yeah, but I think it's just after, like, surely afterwards it struck you that. Oh wait, that didn't actually add up to anything. I'd just forgotten about it by then. I was, right, thinking, I was okay. just thinking about something else. Right. <laughs> I was just watching the film at that stage. I definitely think the film is best in the middle hour. Right. Yeah. The first half hour, it's decent, yeah. but it's also quite rushed. Yeah. Like they, they're really. Oh, it's rushed. really weird that they cut straight to Jasmine in the marketplace. Yeah. That's the first scene. I know. Like they they cover the Cave of Wonders prologue. As part of a montage, yeah, essentially. the camera literally zooms past it during which, uh, Arabian Nights. That's fine. I yeah. think that worked, yeah, like well enough. Although, would it have worked? It, it was almost an Incredible Hulk style thing, where yeah, if you didn't it. already know, would it work? That's it. Don't know. I don't know either. I think that caught me off guard at the beginning. Yeah, and I kind of thought, like, Jesus, are they going to like rush through this entire film? Like, like <laughs> is this going to be over in twenty minutes? <laughs> um, but no, it just seemed like they wanted to get to Aladdin. Yeah, and they wanted to get to the genie quicker. And I've got to say, yeah, uh, it, by the time we got to the genie, I was going, "Come on, get to the genie!" Like yeah. it was quite a lot of stuff before that. Yeah, well, like him in the palace and stuff. Oh, I like that bit in the palace when yeah. when he went there first. But I thought it was because they were building up to him showing up as Prince Ali and Jasmine being in on it and recognizing him and getting yeah. it. So then when they said, "No, she's not going to recognize," it, I was like, "Oh, what's all that for then?" I guess it was to sort of build their rapport in more of a yeah tangible sense because it's like like they did with Cinderella yeah like that um, and particularly because they wanted to they wanted to kind of establish what the kind of like romantic comedy tone was going to yes. be when they get to it so that they could pick up from that once he comes back as Prince Ali yeah and I gotta say the romantic comedy stuff was my favourite part of the film I really enjoyed it I thought that the surprisingly four main people involved in the romantic comedy <laughs> stuff their chemistry as a love square yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> was all really good. I like, was I was really thinking I wouldn't like the handmade character. Um, yeah. Purely based on her appearance in the Prince Ali clip we'd seen. Yeah. Because she just seemed to be there to make inane observations and stuff. And no, but no, she was actually fine, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, it was a good performance. Yeah. Like I did feel like it enriched the dynamic. Yeah. And it just the character works, yeah. you know, in a way that like it doesn't. You wouldn't expect that character to work because yeah. it just sounded like such nonsense when they said <laughs> they were going to add it in. But no, like I think that's a lot of credit to the performer. I can't remember her name at all. No, like literally not at all. So I can't even try to say. I've it. I've never been told it. Nassim Padrad. Okay, she's good. Yeah, and. I felt like the dynamic between Aladdin and Jasmine was good. Yeah. I felt like the dynamic between Aladdin and the genie was genuinely really good. Yeah. Like, especially the parts where they let Will Smith be Will Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and that does raise the question of, like, why were there any other parts? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm of two minds. Yeah. Because I think they do need to let the genie do that my potential abilities and character are exploding out of my seams thing with him a little bit yeah because I just think that's so foundational to the Disney genie yeah Will Smith has a bit of that but Will Smith is much more of that kind of like too cool for school sort of smart talking guy the guy who makes arch observations unlike once they get to the part where he's just at the palace in his human disguise 
they just let Will Smith do that. Yeah. And that just works really well. It does. I thought. Like, I think that they play off each other really nicely. I think it's genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah generally. Like, I was, we were laughing. We were actually laughing at the, yeah, at the funny bits. But yeah, like, throughout that middle part, I think we were both just laughing at all the jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Really. I can see versions of this film where that whole recurring joke about jam... Yeah, that could have been awful. It could have been awful, but no. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't awful. It was funny. I thought yeah. it was funny. I genuinely laughed every time it came up. And I liked the spin they put on the Prince Ali thing where they went more in that direction of like, okay, he's in costume, but he doesn't actually know what the hell he's doing. Because in the animated movie, when he's Prince Ali, he's kind of, he carries the character off quite well. Whereas here they make him not carry it off well at all. Yeah, he's incredibly awkward. And he is sometimes in the cartoon, but he always is in this. Yeah, so that worked. The way the two leads bounce off each other, the way he bounces off the genie, the way the genie bounces off the handmaiden, the way the handmaiden bounces off Jasmine, it all works really (laughs) well. And it's all stuff that really isn't in the original, and it doesn't feel self-conscious about the fact that it's not in the original. With Beauty and the Beast, any time they're doing something that isn't in the original, you feel like <laughs> there are people whispering in the background, either, hey, look, it's a new bit, <laughs> yeah. or, sorry, it's a new bit. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like, don't worry, we'll get back to the greatest hit soon. Yeah. Whereas here, it's just like, the film isn't always its own film, but it doesn't feel self-conscious about the transitions between where it's its own film and where it isn't. Yeah, they didn't even stand out that much. No. I felt it all... It, it did all feel more or less of a piece of it. I felt so, too. I um, like this one. Yeah, so did I. Like, this was a... I definitely, definitely do not think it's better than The Jungle Book. No. But I kind of feel like this is about as much as I've actually enjoyed the experience of watching one of these remakes, yeah. like, at all. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I I don't feel like I enjoyed it any less than The Jungle Book. It's just... Yeah, there was no, yeah, I there was nothing negative about the time we've just spent watching no, this film. Even though there were, you know, I had negative thoughts yeah. running through my yeah. head. Like well, and have just always in it. <laughs> like, you know, that's and that that's why I said that it's the middle hour that's the yeah. best. Because the first half hour is a little bit trying to find its feet, and the last half hour it leans on Jafar. Mm. And this Jafar mm. does not withstand being lent on no. particularly and i thought that the only time jafar ever felt threatening is that brief bit where he's the genie at the end mm, i quite like that bit but that also like it it, it raised a personal issue that i had with the ending of yeah. like i'm much less okay with this not wholly sentient feeling version of iago yeah. Getting dragged into yes. the with this humorless serial killer version of Jafar <laughs> than I was when it was just like, oh, this bickering married couple yes, version of no, those exactly, two characters. Yeah. It's like when he grabbed Iago and pulled him into the lamp this time, I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well they have to set up Return of Jafar and that's <laughs> that and I appreciate that they did. Like so that's all set up properly now. I genuinely felt like they were doing that. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> oh man, what if they should do it totally meta as well. <laughs> they should do it on like... A straight tenth, to Disney Plus. Yeah, straight to Disney Plus. A tenth of the budget. <laughs> like, all the yeah. costumes look recast like... Recast the genie. Recast the genie. Have him be played by... I, I Who know. shall we have? Who's the modern equivalent of Dan Castellaneta? But but to Will Smith. But to Will Smith. Okay, what was the relationship between Dan Castellaneta and Robin Williams in the first place? One could do the other one's voice a yeah. bit. I don't know. Who could do Will Smith's voice a bit? 
Like, okay, I can't think of that, but get Alfonso Ribeiro. Who's that? Carlton. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there we go. There you go. There you have go. Carlton as the genie. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah, that'd be well good. <laughs> like the costumes will look so bad. Yeah, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking. I'm looking oh, forward. I can't wait for this. I'm looking forward brilliant. to this film that we've made up. Yes, that isn't going to be made. Yeah, in the same way that I'm looking forward to the new version of Tailspin <laughs> that they're going to make using the models yep. from the Jungle Book movie. Yeah, that still is. <laughs> I'm still saying it's going to happen. It's obviously going to happen. It's obviously going to happen. Yeah. They have the models. Yeah. So there you go. It's all done. Yeah, it's all done. <laughs> that was a reference to an episode we haven't released yet. Stay tuned. As is my understanding of CG animation. Yeah. You just basically press the button. You just press the button. Yeah. And then, uh, and if, then when it's all finished and the toys are made and the t-shirts are made and everything, you want to change the main character's design. <laughs> all you have to do is press the button. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, dear. This blue character in this film, yeah. like, look, it wasn't perfect. No. But it did come out better than that. Yeah. It did come out better than that. This is... It came out. It, well, it came out, for <laughs> starters, yeah. But, like, look. No, this is good. Yeah, that this was a good film. Good. I had a nice time. I had a nice time. I'm going to be watching it again. I will, yeah. Probably that's it. the Blu-ray. That's it. Like, when you said, like, oh, next time I see it, I'm like, yeah, yeah I will see this another time. Oh, yeah, time. for sure. Like, I'll see this another time for fun. Mm. Look, I don't know how many times in my life I'll feel like, oh, I want to watch this yeah. Aladdin for fun. But certainly more than just this one time. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and like I say, that is so the best case scenario here. Absolutely yeah. the best case scenario. Best case scenario not meaning perfect. Because no. like we said, there's... Best case scenario would have had a good Jafar. Right. But that's all... That's That's kind of it. Yeah. There's nothing else I can think of that I was like, get this out. Or like, I can pick this part out as the bit where it's just like, well, look, from top to bottom, that doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, well, well, what were you thinking? Everything else is like, look, even if it's not perfect, I can see where you were going. You got maybe 60 to 70% of the way there, yeah. enough for me to sort of, as a charitable audience member, make up the rest. Yes. Make up the yes. difference. I can meet you. I can meet you 60 to 70% of the way. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I can't meet you 100% of the way, which is what the Jafar guy asked me to do. And I'm sad. I'm sad because it's Jafar. Like, look, this guy might have presents, but yeah. he didn't have no, presents No, in this, here. no. He didn't. So let's say that he was not done well by um, by this film. That wasn't very good, but you know what I mean. No, no you can say that. Yeah. And yeah, no, he wasn't. Yeah. He just wasn't. And yeah, it's... Shame. Uh, it's Jafar. Shame, because that's it's the Jafar. one thing. Yeah, it's like... Huh. Man, ima- can you imagine how we would be talking mm, Yeah, exactly. If we'd just seen, like, the definitive live-action exactly. Jafar. Like, I would be bouncing off the walls yeah. right now. Like, I'd be watching the film right now. <laughs> basically, yeah, we would have turned around and gone right back in. Yeah, oh, man. But everything else, yeah. at least good. Yeah. At least good. I had a great time. Uh, yeah, and I'd be happy to watch that film again. Yeah. I'd be happy to see most of those people yeah. oh, yeah, in other yeah. stuff again. Oh, I just want to put in a word for Jasmine. Yes. Really good. Really good. Really good. Did you see Power Rangers? Yes. Yeah. Love doing that. Love doing this. She's really good. Yeah. I hope she gets loads of work now because she's yeah. just really good at acting and <laughs> yeah. also singing. And I be- yes, and I believed that she was singing most of that. There was a yeah. there was too much auto tune in this. There film. was, yeah. There was, but I think at least you could tell you can see through it with her and go like, they didn't need it for her, switch it off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like the bit where the auto tune really like got to me is just the last note on Friend Like Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like never had a friend like <laughs> press the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's what I mean by let will be will. Like yeah. why was he doing any long notes? Just do some rapping. Yeah. He's do you remember Boom, shake the room. <laughs> Get that will back for this film. It's perfect. Well, you say that. What about that end credits song? Right. He wrapped the credits. <laughs> will Smith wrapped the credits. That was my highest wish for this. <laughs> if I had three wishes. <laughs> <laughs> They'd all have been that. <laughs> yeah. There'd have been three separate end credits. No, yeah. I've been saying for years yeah. that it shouldn't even be films with Will Smith in. Yeah. There should just be Will Smith should bring out an album <laughs> where he's just rapping the end, like rapping the story <laughs> of different films. Plot synopses of different. Yes, films. and so like that he's in or any <laughs> any that he hasn't already done. Do I yeah. don't think he did one for Independence Day. Get it done. Yeah. By the way, I, I genuinely believe he should release this album. Like, <laughs> if, why not? Yeah. There is no argument against it. Oh, man, he could go back and do all the films he didn't rap for. Yes. Like, I Am Legend. No, all the films he didn't rap for. Oh, or just all? All of them. Like, so, Schindler's List, yep. Singing in the Rain. Yep. That really old one where the rocket ship crashes into the eye of the moon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that one. That one. All of them, literally all, all of them. All of them. The oldest one, you know, the train coming. The train coming towards you, yeah. The and way- it's a rap about him being surprised when the train's coming. He's <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> it's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but with this, he's ticked Aladdin off his list. Yeah. A film which previously he had no business rapping about. <laughs> yeah. But now he's had an excuse to rap about yeah. it. And he did. And he did. He, he did. did an end credits rap. I was so happy. Like I said, you know, oh. what we were saying in the cinema, we were really torn about should he have just done this in the film? Yeah. Like, I think that the, the approach in the film to his songs should have been. More rap-based. And I know that coming out of my face, that sounds stupid. <laughs> but it's Will Smith, a rapper! I know. That's his job! The premier family-friendly rapper yes, yes, of the generation. there's ever been. <laughs> like, there's... what? Do we even have another one? No, I don't think we... we now... Do. Yeah, well, Lin-Manuel one. Miranda. That's the yeah. only other one. <laughs> and Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's true. The, the batty rap deserves a place on every family <laughs> shelf. But, yeah, no, why, yeah, I don't know why they didn't put rap bits in his songs. Well, because I know that seems gimmicky, but again, it's, they have cast Will Smith. Yeah. Friend Like Me had some rappy parts. Yeah. Some, yeah, like, he was talking a lot more of that song than uh, Yeah, but Robin it was the Williams same words, did. though. I see what you're saying. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah, think he yeah. should have honestly been allowed to write it himself. Right. But if not... I mean, where's Lynn? He's next door. He's in the building. Get him in. Yeah. He's literally working on Little Mermaid know, now. Right? They were doing Mary Poppins. Yeah. They could have just got him to just write some lines and give them to Will. I know. And if, and the only reason I say that, because I think Will Smith's perfectly capable of doing it. It's just that they might have thought, I don't know, maybe he's not got the Disney lyricist spirit, which Lynn has. Yes. Um, there was a fix for that. I want more rapping in my Disney films <laughs> from now on. Like, we- and ending now. <laughs> <laughs> like, th- this is a very tiny window in yeah. which we're going to say, chuck out that Alan Menken shit. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, no. Howard Ashman. Howard with, Ashman's last yeah. work? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The hell with that. Screw his dying breath. <laughs> Bring in the Fresh Prince. <laughs> this is, yeah. 
This is the <laughs> one window in which you could have done that. Yeah. You you crash Hollywood suits. <laughs> You've been wanting to do yes. this for years. Yeah. This was your this was the excuse. No, you have to be tasteful. I know, yeah, you lost your, you lost your nerves, you cowards. <laughs> no, not cowards, because have you seen the tweet? Do it, you cowards. And a picture of the genie as one of those women going like... Oh, yeah. And they did it! They did They're not, not cowards! They're not cowards! Hooray! Yay. I was so excited about that. That was the thing. That was the thing about that Prince Ali yeah. clip they released. Everything that comes just before yes, that clip that. and everything that comes just after yeah. that clip totally justify everything that was in the clip. <laughs> yeah. Why would they just cut that one piece? That's, I they, know why they cut before it, because he had the big hat. And yeah. that is reliant on an earlier joke. It is, yeah. Loved that bit. I really laughed at that. But they just surgically <laughs> cut out the one piece yeah. of Prince Ali that made it look awful. Yeah, because that's what Disney flipping do every time. <laughs> Going back to Princess and the Frog. Yeah. You know, normally it's trailers, but now it's clips as well. There was a couple of bits in this. Okay, Aladdin climbs up the thing. The jewel rolls down. He picks up the lamp. Yeah. You know, you've touched the forbidden treasure. All yeah. that. Just release that. Yeah. It was great. It looked like Aladdin, yeah. but it looked dialed up. Yeah. It showed you the big stuff, and you could have cut just as we were about to see the genie, and we would have all been really excited. Yeah. Just release that! Yeah. Like it's Why any, don't... Instead of deliberately sabotaging yeah. what a good bit, of, at least a good bit yeah. of the film. Yeah, it was fine, yeah. It was a good you bit. Know? And, and, yeah, oh, I'm just remembering all the other bits of that film that weren't in the clip, of that song that weren't in the clip, and I loved them all. Oh, and, and it didn't feel slow. That's the other thing. No, I didn't think so either. No. Not in context. No. I went over this online, but the reason why it felt slow wasn't because it was slower. In fact, someone compared them and said they were exactly the same. Now, that's difficult because I think the original Prince Ali starts out slower than it ends. Yeah. I'm not, not going to swear to that, but it feels like it does. But the other thing is that Prince Ali is an umpa umpa, and this is a umpa like that. Yeah. And there's a word for that, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. So that inherently feels slower. Yeah. But... Something about the world this film has built up till that point makes that the appropriate thing to do there. Yeah. Somehow. That's the thing. All of this film, anything you saw in any clip, any trailer of yeah. this film, except Jafar, <laughs> works best in this context. It like, yeah. and I'm not yeah. going to say it's amazing. And I'm going to say it's like, oh, better than the original. No. But it functions. Yeah. Like, this is a very functional film. Or like every, I think that they actually pull off Almost all of what they tried to do, mm, yeah, with the exception of Jafar. But like everything else, except for that like, giant, gaping, bleeding Jafar-shaped hole in my heart. I'll tell you another thing about Jafar as well. He, in the lead up to it, he's been the one thing some people have been on board with yeah. because they just fancy him because he's yeah. hot Jafar. Yeah, I suspect they won't when they I see him in the either. film because I think they just made him just a touch too nasty for that. Yeah, I don't, th and not the not the sexy kind. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to quite like this Jafar. No, I'll wait and see. I yeah, but I, I suspect the same crowd are going to be disappointed. I I think so too. He may as well be some bloke from accounting. And it's not even just about him not resembling the original version because yeah. I would say neither did Jasmine. I don't no. think she looked anything like Princess Jasmine. But yeah, it was great. Yeah, exactly. The 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 guy looked like Aladdin. A I bit, thought. a bit. I, it took me a while. I, I yeah. never clicked into him being Aladdin in the trailers, but almost as soon as the film side, I did. Yeah, yeah. He has the big toothy grin. <laughs> I quickly settled into most of this. Yeah. Really quick, mm. honestly. I was honestly surprised by how quickly I felt like, oh, I can go with this. Mm. Like, basically from the Arabian Nights. Yes. As soon as that started off, I was like, and they 
start going through all the locations mm. and Will Smith version of the song and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, this, this feels okay. Yeah. Like, I was expecting to react to this as allergically as I did when I was watching Beauty and the Beast, yeah. where it's just, watching Beauty and the Beast is a constant itching sensation. <laughs> yeah. But this isn't. Yeah. And even Jafar isn't that. It's just like a void of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, I'll, I'm going to own up to not having felt this quite as viscerally while I was watching the film. I, yeah. as, it didn't ruin the film for me. But no, then, no, but that was because there was a lot of other stuff going well, on. Well, and because also there's that aspect of like, well, let's see where they go with this. Yeah. And it, I, yeah, I wasn't happy that they really went anywhere with it in the end that yeah. that justified it like i say if there'd have been more of a backstory of him that yeah tightened that that knot between him and aladdin yeah then that would have justified all of their changes to him because he's just a guy which is what aladdin is yeah 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 and so if there had been that if they literally had, yeah if they'd really hit us over the head with the comparison in their uh, their lives because yeah. they're about the same age yeah there's so much similar to between them yeah. That they really should have drawn that comparison out. Otherwise, the decision makes no sense. Yeah. And that's where my problem is. It makes no sense that they made a, a young Jafar. You know, yeah. even to get rid of everything else. Like you can have a young, charismatic Jafar. Yeah, you can. You could have, here's a wild Go on. thing, Jafar. <laughs> in some, you should, you could have, like, a person playing the role of Jafar in this film. Huh. What about that? Where were you when they were developing it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be nursing this wound for a while. Well, good. We'll nurse it a bit more tomorrow. We will. Although we've now recorded a full-length podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was episode one of <laughs> Aladdin. Yeah. Hello. Hello. We're back. Oh, we're at home now. <laughs> yes, we we're are. doing a proper serious business now, although we've basically uh, come to accept. Have we come to accept that yesterday's is now part of the podcast? I or? think so, yeah. Like, we, I think we were expecting that to be like, oh, let's talk for 10, 15 10 minutes. minutes while driving. It was an hour. Yeah, it was an hour. It was an hour. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We always do this. But yeah. I, but I, I feel like they recognize this by now, especially after the two and a half hour long Jungle Book episode that they managed to put up with before this. Look. This is a podcast series that started with a six and a half hour discussion of Frozen. I don't feel... Look, if you guys are here still, having been through that and been like, oh, I was surprised by how long your Aladdin podcast was, then I really don't know what to tell you anymore. (laughs) Um, You may uh, be able to tell that we've got a slightly different mic setup today. Yes. Um, I've upgraded... Uh, will it work? Will it be good? Don't know. If it isn't, you're just going to have to put up with this stereo? sounding terror. If you like. Wow. It's certainly got two out input. Yeah, probably. Because there's, there's a certain amount of echo on each one, so it will sound like an immersive experience. And the first yeah. half was. So, Can you like change it so that the channels are constantly <laughs> yes. cycling back and forth? Yes, I can. So if you're listening with headphones, it sounds like we're stalking. Spinning around you, yeah. yeah. Stalking around you like at the end of The Lion King. Yes. Or <laughs> that 3D Doctor Who episode they did that time where you had to have special glasses and it slowed down the input to one of your eyes and the camera had to keep going around and around them for the effect to work on. Like, what, so Red which Nose character thing. was circling the audience? The uh, camera was circling Doctor Who. Oh, I see. Okay, right. I've also I've, I've <laughs> lost my voice as well, by the way, listeners. So that's yeah. not just an artifact of the new microphones. Um, yes. I actually have yeah. because of recording this and a Sonic yesterday. So you are doing too many podcasts. Yes, <laughs> but, but two, it's fine. Two shouldn't be too many. But no, it is. But it is with us. But yes. that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Aladdin. Hey, do you remember that? Yes. Well, still, I'm still in favour of it. I have been yeah. thinking of little else overnight. I'm like, 
I've now, I, I think I have now talked Abby into coming to see it with me again. That's a big, and that's big, right? Frankly, it's an important film to her. And actually, I wanted to say this today. This is one of the new things I wanted to say, which I didn't really mention yesterday. Yeah. The Disney baggage section. I have a lot of mm. baggage with this film because it came out when I was 11. Uh, yeah. At least in the UK, it came out when I was 11. It's already out in America. And so, uh, on a very basic level, I liked it. Yeah. But on a more important to me level, it came out at about the same time that my parents decided I could do with having a big boy bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, and this was one of those affairs where it's like, an, uh, like a bunk bed, but just the top one. Oh, and right. underneath is a table. Ah, so, yeah. so I've got my workstation there. So yeah. I'm like, it, it, pretty much that really solidified. Oh, I'm a cartoonist now. I've got a desk. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. I've got an angle poise lamp. I've got some shelves. I made this my workstation. And the very first thing that I did, yeah, I'd been around my cousin's house recently, and I was inspired by them because they were younger than than me and my brother. And they had on their, they had a bed like this. It was where mum and dad got the idea. And they had put loads of stickers on their bed. So I'm like, right, yeah. here we go. And the first sticker I put on, yeah. Directly opposite me, on like the, the the supporting beam ahead of my face as I sit at the table, yeah. was the was an elaborate, quite large transfer, yeah. you know, transfer presses yeah. of the "It's yours, true dish" moment. So you've got the whole, you've got the seat he's on, the genie coming over him, right? The, it, it, all of that, yeah. And it was just so great. I bought these transfers before Aladdin was out, so yeah. I remember I, I had this transfer of Jafar and was like, "Who's that?" Yeah, I guess he's Uncle Abanaza. Yes. Um, and, I mean, um, functionally, yes. Yeah. Well, he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so I had these transfers, and I started putting them all over the bed. So, to me, the iconography of Aladdin, yeah, is a synonym for comfort itself. Yes. And and the concept of creativity yeah. and being in a warm and cozy environment. Yeah. That is Aladdin to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- you know, more, and I had the soundtrack, and it, so, so like I yeah. surrounded myself at that moment with Aladdin stuff. And of course, it's just a form of... Everyone agrees you, your favourite stuff is the stuff from when you were 12. Yeah, de- definitely. And uh, this was from when I was, well, 11, but then 12 when the video came out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have, like, that level of tactile memory about yeah. it, but, like, I think I broadly agree. I mean, like, when was this? Like, was it... I always forget if this was 92 or 93. Well, because it was 92 in America and 93 here. Really? Was it that much yeah. of a delay? Summer of 93, yeah. Yeah, they all were. I think I must have benefited from that because I remember when I first saw Aladdin, it was on a ho- on a family holiday in Malaysia where we often go, yeah. my family being from there. And I definitely saw Aladdin before the rest of the UK mm. because it was presumably in Malaysia first. Right. And, and you it- know this because when you came home, everyone started calling you a hipster for having seen Aladdin. I mean... But- or people were always calling me a hipster when I, when I was seven. Um, Obviously, yeah. yeah that, that's... Well, it was the little goatee. Yeah, right. And the plaid shirts yeah. and the... I can't... What else do hipsters um, do? I don't know. What? Do they have scarves or is that different? I thought you were going to say, do they have scars? Do they have scars? Have you cut them? Have you? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely saw Aladdin before other people. I can't remember if it was in the cinema or if it was from, like, one of the many freely available pirate VHSs that mm. are very easy to purchase in Malaysia. <laughs> um, but, yes, I I physically owned Aladdin right. a lot earlier than was legal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you actually had a physical copy of it? Yeah. I mean, oh. it was, like, taped off a cinema. Right, sure. But I'm I'm pretty sure that I had a physical copy of Aladdin before the rest of you... 
Can I use the word? I was going to say plebs. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, before the rest of you plebs, the rest of you dirtbags. Street rats. Street. I I don't buy that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, riff rap. (laughs) Yeah, that's more in line with what you're after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riff rap is the right word. Yeah. Um, before you riff rap. Yeah. I had a stolen copy (laughs) of Aladdin. Yeah. But as Aladdin tells you, yeah, stealing stealing is right. Yes. (laughs) Stealing is moral. Heroic. Heroic, even. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a protagonist action. Exactly. I am the diamond in the rough. Yes. I've always thought that. Yeah, exactly. And me having this pirate... That's why I've always wanted to throw you into a pit. <laughs> <laughs> with my... with No, wait, no. You would have to have the parrot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not happening. Well, I have always wanted to throw you in a pit with a parrot. Right. Okay, yeah. I'm not bothered who's... i tell you what. I'll steal your parrot, throw you in a pit, and then throw myself in the pit. Cool. Deal. <laughs> Best of all worlds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had Aladdin. Have a nice time making a podcast <laughs> down again. I had Aladdin on video. Cool. I watched it. Cool story, bro. A lot of times. <laughs> and yeah, like that was the one that came out when I was, I don't know, like I pre- like seven or eight. Yeah. That I would class as still being the exact yeah. right age gr- group. Because yeah. you will have come at it with a very similar mindset to me, except yeah. less interested in looking at the pencil sketch artwork yeah. for it. Exactly. Yeah, I just found it like a transporting adventure mm, movie. Yeah. Like it. One of the things that I always find with the Disney films of, I suppose that era, but any Disney film you watch when you're that age, but I suppose yeah. particularly these adventurey ones, like I remember it being more serious. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. Than, not not like serious, <laughs> serious. Yeah. But I remember the stakes. I remember the stakes feeling higher. Right. And I remember it being longer. Oh yeah. Feeling longer. Yes. At least. So like, it's always it's striking to me going back to it as I did this morning. Yeah. And finding just how incredibly light it is. Yeah. Yeah. Aladdin. I, I think we talked about this yesterday. So earlier yeah. in the podcast. But that thing of, or is it on one of the earlier ones I've been listening to recently, where you, yeah. you, when you're a kid, you think you're in a world rather than just watching an, a structured story. You yes. put a video on to be there. And Aladdin is the one I'm referring to when I say that. That's, yeah. Something about it felt like a place to sit in. Oh, definitely. At, I never watched it in one sitting. It would, it would, I'd stretch it out to a few. You know, summer holiday lunch breaks. Which, oh wow! Yeah, which okay. now is what I do anyway when I watch anything. But then, ah, so that's wasn't... where you developed that bizarre, mm. because incorrect habit. Because lunch takes about twenty minutes to half an hour. Yeah, there's stuff to be doing when you're on summer holiday. Yeah, and I get the video must have come out in the summer yeah, holiday yeah. of '94 or something because I just remember that was like the setting where I watched it. Yes. I remember the food I was eating. You know what I mean? It's yes. that ingrained in my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and. So you didn't get that feeling that it was any more serious than it is? No, I knew it was a, a silly comedy and I was watching it for that reason. Yeah. Although, but also, no, I did... Uh, I, I don't... I never took the stake seriously in the sense of like, oh no, the ends of the earth. But, yeah. But I, I was like, it was important, let's say that, yeah. certainly to me. But you say the ends of the earth section. Yeah. Like... I never felt any threat there, did you? I remember it lasting more than the... 45 seconds. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lasts. yeah. You know? I always remember, oh, when he gets banished. Yeah. That's like a serious problem for, yeah. for our hero. <laughs> and that, it, you know, it really takes some uh, some doing yeah. to get out of that particular scrape. And it's like, eh, no, it really doesn't. Yeah. Jafar banishes him with essentially a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, right there for him. Yeah. 
So it's like, it's a very ineffectual banishment. It is. But yeah, like I say, the good song though. Yes, <laughs> and we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will. When we get back to talking about the new one, but like I do remember it as I suppose yeah more of an immersive experience, yeah. and more of a yeah like I suppose I'm. It's that sense of being there and feeling like the characters are real. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do mm. with these live action films. Yeah. To some degree or another. Yes, I expect that must be quite overwhelming for small children of the age we were when these... Maybe. I don't know, so, to, to a certain degree. I don't actually know how a, a kid of my age mm. would react, especially if I had them side by side. Yeah. Like, look, as much as I um, criticised New Jafar yesterday, and I'm not walking any of that back. <laughs> in fact, having seen the animated film again, he's yeah. worse than I thought. <laughs> but, like I said, the point where I found him effective in the new film is where he becomes the genie at the end. Yeah. And I feel like if I was a kid, I'd find that genuinely scary. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I sort of feel like that's what they're trying to achieve. Well, I mean, not like make it scary, but like make it more real. That's what, that's why you make a live action film. Yeah. Of something that wasn't a live action film. And, and in, the in first fact, place. actually, in this case, I think it is safe to say that uh, Guy Ritchie, yes, his name, yes, probably was trying to make it a bit more scary because didn't mention it yesterday. But I, I, I don't know what level of spoiler warning we've put on this, so I won't say in, entirely. But the the bit where he starts to turn his staff, I found oh, quite yeah. a, quite an effective idea. Yes, yeah, indeed. I can imagine that being scary to any kids who get it. I imagine a lot won't know quite what's being threatened there, but yeah, definitely, I get that. Because, yeah, that, I mean, the question with these live-action remakes, um, I'm sure we've talked about this, is... The, the, you know, the big question about them is, what is the point? Mm. And obviously, no. I suppose in broad terms, there isn't a big, significant, artistic impetus no. for, like, this was a man's vision that needed to be put into the world kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's the only type of point to making something that can exist. Because people always put it in terms of, like, oh, to make money. Yeah. And, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But... Our favourite films were made to make money. That's it. The like, best one. There's still creativity yes. going into that decision-making process. Yeah. And once you've even committed to the decision of, like, we're going to do this, we think this will be popular, then there's a whole bunch of artistic choices that come after that. Yeah. It, you can pick out, you know, like, the works the movies, the whatevers, where you really feel like, oh, that's weird because I don't think that's happened here. Mm. That person genuinely clearly isn't trying. Yeah. Because normally people are at least trying. Yeah. And I didn't feel like anyone wasn't trying yeah. on on this new film. And I haven't felt like that with any of these remakes thus far. I always feel like there's creativity going into them. And I think what they're creatively trying to explore after the point where they've decided, okay, we're doing this, is... Well, how can we make this feel real? And again, it's like it's difficult to say this without sounding like I don't I'm not trying to jump on that idea that like being in animation makes it feel less real. But like live action It's got to be what the question is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's because it. by definition, we're doing it real. So what does that mean? What does that mean? And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And like I kind of feel like each film has come to a different definition of, like, what they mean by real. Yeah. And I do find that interesting. You know, even without it coming to a point where you're saying, like, oh, actually, no, that makes the whole enterprise 100% worthwhile and, like, justifiable and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I still find interest in it. 
I still yeah. think that there's clearly interesting creative decisions that go into that process of like, what is real in this context? Yeah. And how many different answers there are yeah, exactly. across this series. Exactly. And I feel like the Aladdin example is one of the more interesting instances of it mm. because it's like, I think I would call this the first one that makes the film that is aiming to, with success, make the film feel real in the way that it would have felt real when you watched it when you were 8 to mm. 12. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, like, for example, that's not what The Jungle Book was doing. No. That wasn't trying to tap into the same sense of reality that the 60s Jungle Book had. It's just yeah. not. It's a not completely different type of reality they're going for. This type of reality is so much more theatrical. Yeah. That when people break out into... D- choreographed dance sequences it feels inevitable and fine yeah and if that had happened in the jungle book yes exactly i'd have hated the whole film right exactly that's why they had to handle the songs in the jungle book in the way they did where it's just like this guy is singing now but it's not a musical number this is a person who lives in this real world and this real world is not a musical world but people would still sing in it right whereas agrabah that's a musical world yes in both versions yeah this is one of the I, I wouldn't say the first one, because I kind of feel like Beauty and the Beast was trying to do this as well. But Beauty and the Beast Beauty failed. Beauty and the Beast <laughs> failed in so many ways. And Okay, so uh, listener, for context, we aren't 100% on what order we're putting these up in, so we've recorded a couple more episodes before we get to this one. Yeah. But not Beauty and the Beast, but I have seen it. Yes. That's where we are. Um, the original Beauty and the Beast took place in a musical world, yeah. and the remake didn't but it no so it always felt like it was fighting yeah to have the songs in yeah no that's exactly right that's exactly right they they went too real Mm. on beauty and the beast but didn't realize how real they so yeah so all the all the songs in that almost felt like what the the hell's this yeah like the people in it were taking the piss somehow yeah doing a song yeah exactly (laughs) everything about beauty and the beast felt self-conscious yeah everything felt forced Mm. and strained and like quite a few passes away from delivering something that felt like that goes down smooth. I can accept that. That <laughs> yeah. looks that looks yeah. right. That sounds right. That feels right. Nothing in Beauty and the Beast looked, sounded, or felt right. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing. Yeah. Whereas with Aladdin, the reason I keep picking on Jafar is because he's the one thing that doesn't mm. feel like he's in the world he belongs in. That's right, yeah. He may be from the Beauty and the Beast universe. Maybe he's the Jafar from the Beauty and the Beast universe. <laughs> And he's accidentally crossed over into this Agrabah. Oh, God. Like, so this is like the Disney live-action multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, right, this is a lot more. And then, oh, man. Yeah. We're going to get, like, Disney live-action endgame. I hope so. <laughs> because I want a crossover with the Broadway Disneyverse. <laughs> so, like, Hugh Jackman Gaston meets animated Gaston meets... Oh, man, meets think boring, of that. boring 2017 Gaston. Oh, think of that. No, <laughs> think of that. <laughs> Can you imagine anything better ever being made? <laughs> I mean, no. And we're going to probably have to continue imagining that yeah. for some time. Well, the plot of it is that everyone from the Broadway universe are like, why didn't you film us? <laughs> it would be better. <laughs> I can't comment in the case of Aladdin, though, because no. I was totally satisfied with this film, apart from Jafar. Apart from Jafar. Who, yeah. of course, on Broadway, played by Jonathan Freeman, Jafar. <sighs> Is he still doing now? No, is he? But he got as far as the album got recorded, so... Okay, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good that he did that. Yes. But yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But I do think that is why this film does work for me. And it was striking to me going back and watching the animated film again. Yeah. And realising, like, you know, I do fucking think they succeeded with a lot of this. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not as good. Well, in fact, there were a couple of points where I was even like, maybe they, maybe this aspect was a little bit better in the uh, yeah. in the live-action film. I think the one... Very rarely. But... Yeah. It actually... I will, do you know, I'll say this. It enhances the original in one way. Yeah. Which is that it now makes it less of a currently live problem that there was some ethnic problematic stuff in that film because now there's a version which well and i'm still i haven't yet found any opinions yeah. on that one way or the other but i assume yeah that they've worked hard to make sure that that is all right in this film and we both noticed a couple of occasions when they did that yes now everyone can kind of go yeah that's a film of its time but now yeah they issued a correction yes you know, pretty much sense. yeah and that's that's pithy and easy and it's it doesn't do justice to the whole discussion but yeah it, it is something that this film does to the original film it helps to recontextualize it yes at very least because obviously there's been a lot of discussions about like whether doing something different in the remake mm-hmm. to what degree that is an effective solution to any problem that existed in the original and whether that's just like is this a revisionism? Mm. Is this just being defensive? Well, it's almost a way of doing revisionism without having to touch the original product. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, let me introduce... I'll tell you what. Here's a here's a related discussion yeah. that kind of touches on this. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, we're about to get into serious business territory here. So we just wanted to do a little disclaimer where we say that uh, we are not necessarily the voices that you want to get your information about what is or is not racist from. Uh, <laughs> certainly I'm not. I'm extremely white. Okay, but here, but we got, I think we do a decent enough job talking about it. And, and please, you know, do write in if we missed anything very important that we need to talk about. Here we go! Something that they haven't done, as far as I'm aware, when Disney Plus was opening up. Yeah. And they were first announcing that we're kind of putting everything we have into this. Yes. There was this rumour that they weren't going to put Dumbo in it mm. because of the crows. Or they were going to edit it? Or they were going to edit it. Sorry, yeah. that was what it was, yeah. And at the time, when I, when I heard that, which I think was just a rumour, I don't know what's become of that. I, yeah. I suspect they haven't done anything about it. I actually thought, like, I'd be comfortable with that. Hmm. And the reason, I do have to give my full reason on this. Dumbo was my first Disney film, really, that I had on video. So I watched it over and over and over. So it is important to me, and I love it dearly, and I don't want it to go away or change. Yeah. And I'm aware it's completely unacceptable to have a character called Jim Crow. Yes. And that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Totally unacceptable. I get, yeah, absolutely. And he's voiced by Wago and all of this stuff. Those crows genuinely are uncomfortable. I want to keep them because... And I, you know, I acknowledge that my position there is problematic, mm. but it's just a series of images and sounds that I love arbitrarily. Yeah. So I've got the Blu-ray of that. Mm-hmm. I am therefore completely comfortable with, for the going-to-be-seen-by-more-people streaming version, Yeah. if you just maybe change those crows. I don't know to what extent you'd have to do that. Change the name, maybe. Maybe redub the voice. Maybe yeah. reanimate them all together. Hmm. But if you did it, and then you never release the original version of Dumbo again, people would have a big George Lucasy problem with that. I would have a problem Me with too. that as well. But I would be comfortable, I've, I have hmm. discovered in myself, if the version on streaming was yeah. edited and the hard copy version wasn't. Because then you've yeah. got the option of like, the family just signs up to the big Disney fountain. Yeah, yeah. And then the collector buys the box. That's it. Like, cause And that's a... not what is being... The reason I brought that up at yeah. all is that's not what's being done here. The original is untouched in yeah. the box. That's the thing. It's, a, it's, it's the distinction. Because 
I remember this was a similar discussion when the renewed controversy ignited with like the Simpsons, which I guess is also a Disney mm-hmm. property now, um, mm-hmm. or around like the character of Apu. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you should go back and retrospectively erase yeah. things from genuine art. Yeah. And like something like Dumbo is genuine art. Yeah. Something like The Simpsons is genuine yeah. art. These are genuinely important works yeah. of culture. And they reflect the attitudes of the time. Yep. And that's important too. Yeah. It's important to look back on the cultural artifacts of the time and see how attitudes are reflected in there. And, you know, you can see that in like the differences between the two Aladdins and that's mm. interesting. Yeah. But Disney or, exactly, the, yeah. or the Simpsons are in this position where like they're simultaneously artifacts of cultural history, but they're also like putting out the same thing yeah. now yeah. contemporaneously saying like, yep, yeah, no, this is still part of our current offering. Mm. What we are saying as a cultural institution is this. Yeah. And it still includes this. That was compounded in the case of The Simpsons, where it's like, they're still making new episodes. Yeah. With up, I don't know if they are now, but up until the point where the controversy was out, like, they're still making new episodes with Apu, with the same series of cultural decisions yeah. that they made back in 1989. Yeah. When, you know, questionably, maybe that was acceptable back then, but yeah. if you were making a, sh- a new show in yeah. t- 2019, 100% you wouldn't do that. No. And 100%, nobody involved in the Simpsons production crew would say, like, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the message we want to put out. That's what we want to stand by. It's only because you made that decision in 1989 and you want to maintain consistency with it that you're still saying it. And that's the case with Dumbo. Mm. Like, nobody at Disney wants to say those crows <laughs> yeah. as, a, as their current artistic statement. No one wants to do that. But also no one wants to say, Dumbo was trash, we don't stand by it anymore. Because no. it it's beloved. Yeah, and it is a work of art. Yeah. So they need to find a way to do this, particularly with a company like Disney. Disney stand by all of their films from 1940-whatever onwards as part of, like, this is our canon. And in a way that's quite different from, like, you know, a director. You know, like Steven Spielberg, say. He says he's, like, uncomfortable now with some of the racial stereotyping in, like, the earlier Indiana Jones films. Right, yeah. Or, like that he ceased to be able to take Nazis as a pulpy antagonist from the moment he made Schindler's List. And so he wouldn't make a film now that said those things in that way. But, like, I don't think people are still hold, would still hold him accountable for in the, in the way that you would Disney. No, for yeah, saying, it's like, completely different. Yeah, yeah like, the... Because Steven Spielberg has, well, I wouldn't say never, but very rarely gone, I am the arbiter of what children should be able to watch and what the family can watch comfortably together and it's all fine and this is our culture. Yeah, and he's not in a position where he's also pushing, like, Indiana Jones, yeah. the old Indiana Jones yeah. movies, on us. It's like, they're films that he made... But he's not still like, so, you know, if you want my cultural statement on Nazis, please refer to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's like that's... <laughs> yeah. Whereas with with Disney, that is kind of what they're doing. Yeah, and they it's have like, done work over the years to alter times when they really couldn't be doing with things they've said before, like the... Song of the South. Song of the South, and, and, and including, I suppose, quite close to the Crows thing, is the edits to Fantasia. With yeah, the exactly, Santos. yeah. Have they ever censored Aristocats? Not that I'm aware of. Because they should. I mean, yeah, to be honest, with the should Aristocats, they should just the film. censor the whole film out. Uh, but like, um... This is a reference to the fact that the Aristocats <laughs> is just garbage. 
Sorry, we're, we're very... I, I know a lot of you do like it, but... I bet some of the people listening now have a picture of that insufferable white baby cat. Probably. On, like, they have, maybe have a sticker or a sum-sum of it. Well, it'll be their phone lock screen. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. I'm sorry, nah. but she's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and so are you, but, like, you know, like I don't want to... <laughs> See, that's not the statement that I'm willing to make today. <laughs> right. It was the statement I was willing to make just after finishing watching, watching the Aristocats. Yeah. Yeah. But as we've just discussed, my artistic state standpoint <laughs> on... You've per- learned things as the years have gone by. Exactly, and- yeah. And I reserve my right to change that yeah. viewpoint. Next time you see the film. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for that reason, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying there about like, there is something about the streaming service. It yeah, do you know like, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like it's like the easy mode way of getting Disney films, and so therefore it's it's almost like when you would edit certain content out of a film for it to be shown at a certain time of day mm-hmm. on the yeah. BBC or something. Yeah, that's what I feel the Disney streaming service. Yeah, is it's the tap in a family home that mm-hmm. Disney comes out of, and therefore yeah, it kind of should be the safest version of that concept. I agree, I agree, and I'm, I'm almost surprised to say that, but like. Yeah, I do actually, I see that. But, absolutely, that can never be a precursor to... To, remove. to actually... Re- yeah, yeah. No, no, you can't... To scrubbing that no. from history. Which, controversially, is what they've done with Fantasia. There is no yeah. available version of Fantasia that isn't edited. And as it happens, in the case of that particular edit, I'm relatively comfortable with that. And honestly... Is it is it possible that the only reason I don't have that same feeling regarding Dumbo is my history with it being much stronger and the fact that I've seen it that many times and didn't know the problem with it? And I think it is a little different because, I mean, Fantasia, it's like a few shots yes. of one character. Exactly. In is... Dumbo, if you edited that scene out, yeah. there's no story at all. You, yes. You go from just some stuff with the elephant, yeah. it all goes wrong... And then he's fine in the circus performing. <laughs> yeah, and no, fine. yeah. And he can like, fly. And you would be erasing when I see an elephant fly. Yeah. Like, not only one of their most famous ever songs. Well, this is a problem, exactly. But... Because it's the point. It's yeah. The, it's the point of contention, it's is the, that song. Yeah. But that's the turning point of the entire plot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it all pivots on that. You see why Dumbo is such a tricky one? It is, And yeah. why I... Trying to come up with a way that Dumbo can live on in a yeah. non-Tim Burton form... <laughs> Um, I did come to this conclusion that, like, they've kind of... I sort of think they've got to redo that scene. How can I square that with yeah. my opinion that that should never be done? Maybe just don't put Dumbo on the streaming Maybe. service. But but what a loss that is, too, you know? Mm. But then only put it on a Blu-ray with, like, a content warning, like, notification at the beginning kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. That's so tricky. It's really tricky, yeah. I think the way that they've got away with it up till now is that I'm not sure the name is Jim Crow is actually said in the film. I don't think it is. And the other thing is that it is a white man doing the voice. And what he's doing is a kind of blackface voice. Yes, absolutely. So even if... Oh, and I've, if this is... I This is a reference I don't get, but I understand there may be something inherently racist about the, the depiction of a group of... Uh, black male singers and one of them has the round glasses um, There, I, I genuinely I don't know the origins of that that might be problematic in itself because I have seen people just post a picture of them and say that's enough yeah. here's some racism so maybe it is it's it's a real big trouble yes, it that is. they're in with that film and I don't know what the solution to it is yeah 
because I love Dumbo. And yeah. that might be a problem. I'm, I'm willing to accept that it is. I mean, in one sense, it might be. Mm. I mean, it certainly, it certainly makes that issue more complex for because everyone to deal with. Apart from that, the only other comparable thing they have is zippity Doodah is, yeah. or was, another of their most famous songs. I would say when I was growing up, it was as much a Disney anthem as When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, luckily, with that film, you can just sort of lift it out. Yeah. And put it on a sing-along songs video. Yeah. You can still put it on the Best of Disney soundtrack, and then just get the film and put it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You can't do that with Dumbo. I wish they would put it somewhere where... It's yeah. not in a secret hidden vault because, again, it is a piece of history. But yeah. it's a much less significant piece of history. Yeah, than it's Dumbo only is. that bit that yeah. we care about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we ought to try and drag this back around to Aladdin. Yeah, because it's like the point. The reason I brought all that up at first was the concept that by making this remake that addresses the bits that are nowhere near as problematic as that, but problematic in it. There are, yeah. There, yeah, yeah, there are some on there. Well, there oh, in fact, there's one. He's now got 10,000 servants and flunkies. I know, I noticed that straight away. I was, yeah. I thought, that's a lyric they'll change. Yes. Um, and because the thing is, I only found out the other day what that says. I grew up thinking it was saints. Oh, right. And I never thought about what that meant. He's got yeah. saints, he's got servants and flunkies. Yeah. And it ain't saints. Prince Ali is a real milkshake duck for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's really let me down. It's honestly weird that they chose to use that word then. Yeah. It couldn't be done now. You literally can't have that I word in it. I think what they're guilty of in that film, if anything, is to sort of like... I think they. it's almost like they've seen... They, Aladdin treats like Middle Eastern slavery mm-hmm. as different. Yes. From like, as you, kind of a given or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. As, or it's like... It's just a bit of fun in a way that you never, ever even come within 10 million miles yeah. of saying about European or American yeah. slave trades. Yeah. And and, that's, and that basically represents the problem that they have with Aladdin, which is when they made it, they it didn't really occur to them to care yeah. at all about... Mm-hmm. Like, like racial sensitivity. Raci- racial sensitivity. They simply didn't think of it. Well, did, did you hear that? I remember that comment that um, Musker and Clements made when they were on the promotional um, tour for Moana. Right. Where they were saying, like, when we did Aladdin, our cultural research for Aladdin is we went to an exhibition uh. about the Middle East uh. in, like, a museum in, you know, San Francisco right. or whatever. Like, that was our cultural research. Yeah. We couldn't go there. It was the Gulf War. Oh, like, yeah. Um, and they certainly didn't consult cultural experts. No. They didn't get any sensitivity readers. And I think the reason know? that they... I think the reason... They thought of it as like a, a fairy tale made up place, place and time. Yeah. And it is, of course, so different from like anything that exists now. Yes. That you can see why they, they, were, they would have been like, well, we can't contact anyone from ancient Persia or whatever. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But now we're like, yeah, but there is stuff you could have done. <laughs> there is. And they did that on Moana. And they, yeah. that was the point they were making. Yeah. It was like... Yeah, for this one, we we did. We yeah. we all went there. Yeah. We went and we spoke to the people. We hired a load of the people yeah. to double check, triple mm. check what we were doing, make sure it all made sense, make sure it was all sensitive, make sure it was all like an accurate, sensitive representation of their culture. That isn't something they were doing back then. No. They were just, they were cherry picking. And, what's, know, just... and what's interesting is that I would say, and I say this as an extremely white person, I, I love the original Disney's Aladdin. Yeah. But it's clear that Moana is definitely enhanced by its actual fidelity to, like, real stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I kind of... 
I, you know, I'm because I loved it so much. I'm afraid I kind of do think that in the original Aladdin, that was I'm fond of what they made, and I perhaps shouldn't be. But I'm very happy that now they've had the opportunity to address that. Yeah, and I love that as well. Yeah, I, I wait now to find out how what the problem with well this version the, is. Well, yeah, how yeah. well they did with that. Yeah, because like, I don't currently have any barometer to measure it by. No, and I'm sure. Like, look, it's. It's clearly still a fantasy, of, you know, mm, a fantasized mm-hmm. version yeah. of that part of the world and that type of culture. Yeah. And parkour is French, for example. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still glad I said Aladdin's Creed yesterday. Oh, yeah. Really glad, really happy. That's real good. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get this out before too many other people have said it. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. That's we the really... main reason we need to get this one out, <laughs> and that's why it's so rambly and unedited. <laughs> but yeah. um... It's tricky because Disney, mm. are, Disney are Disney. Disney have this massive, have this outsized cultural presence. Yes. And this outsized cultural clout. I mean, it's the same problem that, you know, it's like a giant walking around. Mm. Like the giant can try and step as carefully as it can. Mm. It's, it's still going to crush something. Yeah. And like, there are things that Disney can do that you could do as an individual creator. And that it, there'd be no problem to doing it. But because... Anything Disney do has the cultural battering ram power that the Walt Disney Corporation yeah. has. And, you know, like, they have that power on purpose. Yeah. You know, that's been their yeah. plan. So, you know, it's not like I can abs- I'm can i absolving them no. of it because of it. But it is a fact that, like I say, any statement they make, yes. anything that they do, automatically feels like it's an edict. We're, we, the Walt Disney Company, yeah. declare that this is culture now. And when they say it, it will be heard to a greater degree than if anyone else said almost anything. I yes. Mean, probably probably a Disney film, probably more than any other cultural artifact or statement or anything there is, yeah. is the thing the most people in the world are going to witness. And maybe even internalise. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which is why they have to tread as carefully yeah. as they do, or try to at least, mm. and why they remain so problematic. Yeah. In all ways, because anything they do is amplified. Yeah. Like a million fold. They've got 10 million megaphones, all like one after another in a row, and they keep adding more megaphones. <laughs> and so it means that, like, yeah, they, they need to whisper. They keep po- buying other people's megaphones. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so that's the problem. On its own, the original Aladdin is just like, it doesn't have to have broader cultural resonance beyond what it is, which is like, hey, I'm a guy, there's another culture. I'm just going to read what I want about it and then make up a version. I'm sure individual artists do that all the time. You'll look at a cool Chinese dragon yeah. or something in a, in a book and you're like, oh, cool. Mm. I'll, draw a, I'll draw my own version of that with my own, you know, my own take and I'll put it out there. And like, if you just drew that, mm-hmm. whatever, fine. Okay, that's just that cultural thing filtered through your eyes. Cool. When a creator does that and that creator is the lead creative voice on a Disney film, yeah. it's also a similarly individualistic choice. But because of all that chain of megaphones, it suddenly, they can't avoid it just yeah. feeling like this is the Walt Disney Corporation's pronouncement on your culture. <laughs> and millions of people around the world, the moment we say it, are going to internalize it as being what your culture's like. Yeah. You know, yeah. the original Aladdin is a lot more caricatured. Yeah, it has the ethnic sensitivity of an Asterix book. 
Like, yeah. There's an innocuousness about it, but a lack of a sense that sensitivity was yeah. high on the agenda. Ultimately, it's going to be neither of us who really ends up deciding whether this was okay. Is it? Oh. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, God, why have I brought this up? It's just because it, it, it but, sort of demands to be talked about. But it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting for anyone, it is, yeah. for anyone to talk about. I guess like... my point of interest is that, yeah, when I first watched Aladdin, I cared as little as they did. Yeah, agreed. And now... I care about it, and so do they. And it's just interesting to see that change having happened. And Yeah, history is going to judge this. Mm. And we're not going to be no, but, the voices of history. And, but they will have been very careful that the people who do judge it don't hate it too much. Yeah, and I don't know yet. No. I don't know yet. I'm but... looking forward to finding out. And if, it, if, if we missed some really dreadful stuff, you yeah. know. Then sorry. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, I, I am but, sorry. But, I, yeah, I yeah, am no, sorry, genuinely. but like I can only judge this by my own viewpoint, yeah. and that's my viewpoint as as comprehensively as I can give it, basically. Right, hello, Editor Dave here. Having gone away and read some things since recording this, we do have some more information, and so I'm here to report that, yeah, there are problems with this film, and that, once again, you'll find people better than me at explaining what they are. Since we both basically love the film and we're going to gush about it for a long time, um, I thought it was probably a good idea to acknowledge that there are people who have problems with it and say what those problems are. I don't know much about these issues, so, you know, I encourage you to read more about this topic. In brief, the film's attempt to evade an accusation of racism, that redone line from Arabian Nights at the start that says, where you wander among every culture and tongue, it's chaotic, but hey, it's home, allows them the opportunity to include tastes of a lot of non-American, non-white cultures, but some say that therein lies the problem. Because when you include bits of lots of different cultures from the Middle East and North Africa regions, as they've done here, what you're doing can be called Orientalism. You're taking aspects of culture that mean specific things, and you're throwing them together using the white American concept of the melting pot. It seems to have been done with good intentions, but it's not without its problems. The casting is a welcome break from the norm, and the fact that people from around the Middle East make up the majority of the film's characters is good. But there's an objection to referring to people from all over such a big area as the Middle East, such as South Asians, Arabs and Persians, as if they were all basically the same thing to be referred to interchangeably. It's been flagged up as a problem that comes under that Orientalism banner again. So points for trying? Lots of points for trying, but it would have been even better if they'd picked a setting and then given that one place the Moana treatment. If Middle Eastern rep in Hollywood films was already up to satisfactory levels, I get the sense that this blending of cultures might not have been a concern. But it isn't, and this is what there is, and if it was better, that'd be better, basically. Also, there's a specific controversy involving stunt doubles hired for their ability to do certain stunts, but whose skin tone didn't match the actors they were doubling for, and that, of course, leads down a very dodgy path that not a lot of concrete information seems to have been released about. I'm, I'm not going to comment on it here, because at time of writing, I just don't know whether it happened or exactly what was involved, because it seems to have to do with things that were done on set that you don't see on screen. I don't know. You might read about that yourself. So those are the problems I've found out about. So uh, let's go back to a time of innocence and naivety before I knew about any of that, when I just really enjoyed the film and go back to celebrating it. Because I did, I really liked it. It's good. I hope those things don't mean I have to feel guilty about that or cancel it or something. Um, I, okay. That's with regard to the sort of like the, the cultural context and that. The one other thing that did strike me as being like, Oh, you know what? I do actually think, for all that it's not done perfectly, they made improvements, is with Jasmine. Yeah. 
I do think that. Yeah. Because, like, Definitely. going back to it this time, uh, to the old one, yeah. especially having now seen the new one, I was really actually quite surprised by just how, like, old-fashioned mm. uh, 92 Jasmine is. It's that same phenomenon that I think, you know, we've all talked about with, like, Belle in Beauty and the Beast or yeah. even The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Where we, where it's like in the nineties, we were hyper aware of the idea of this new, you know, the Disney Renaissance crop of Disney princesses being the new empowered, yeah, feminist revisionist princess generation. Mm-hmm. These are the princesses who like stand up for themselves. These yeah. are the princesses with agency. These are the spunky girls who like, you know, they they're not like those passive doormats of the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, they're like <laughs> these ones are like modern, you know, girl power, you yeah. know, spice up your life, kind of, you know, <laughs> generation. And like Going back to them, uh-huh. and I suppose it, these are the ways we might look back on current yeah, Aladdin. Of course, yeah, yeah, I can sort of see why we thought that yeah. this was progress at the yeah. time because it was. But then we can also see all these areas where it's like, oh man, yeah, we, but we wouldn't do it like that now. Yeah, and Jasmine is that. Yeah, she really is. She's so like she does. She stands up for herself when when she feels like she's being treated as a prize or yeah. whatever. But. Ultimately, like, she, her character is quite juvenile. Like... Yeah. I don't... And this is, a, this is a question with a lot of these Disney characters. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. No, no, no idea. Um, she looks to me to be in her early 20s. Yeah. But she acts like she's in her mid-teens. Yeah, and she has a, a very sort of drippy sort of a voice. Um, mm. uh, no offence to Linda, Linda Larkin. Larkin. No, and, but, and in fact, as I understand it, she fought to get that role, and there was a, there was some behind the scenes stuff where she nearly lost it at one point. And right. was very upset about that. So like, yeah, I'm delighted for her to get the part, but yeah. it is a soft voice. It's yes. a it's a soft passive, incredibly white yes. voice. Yes, yeah, very girly girl. Yeah, and except now, now when she in the moments when she's standing up for herself, there are it's not as if she doesn't. It's not that she doesn't play that well. The bit where yep. she's on the roof saying like, "Oh, it's a shame Abu couldn't be here," and this stuff like, yeah, she's. I'm not. It's not that she's you know devoid of the character she needed. Yeah, it's just not as stark as it felt at the time. A yeah. difference, right, between her and Sleeping Beauty or something. I know. Yeah, I remember that feeling yeah. stark at the time. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa, you know, look at this, hmm. look at this girl. Like, she's you know, she's got some backbone finally. And you look at it now, it's like, does she though? Like, you know, she's. <laughs> She's basically just a 16-year-old girl, like, kind of moping around the courtyard, like, oh, I want to go outside, why don't you mm. let me go outside, you know, it's like... And it comes off in that sort of tone, by comparison to what we're yeah. conditioned to want from these characters now. Yeah, and also because they have changed the situation she's in a bit. Like, yeah. in the old one, it was, the rule was, she must be married to a prince. Yeah. And that's just because she yeah. must. And I took it to, I, you know... Uh, perhaps I'm forgetting some subtext or some details, but I took it to mean because she's a princess. Yes. And it's therefore just the rules. Yeah, the rule is, like, she must be married to a prince by X date. Yeah. But by whatever the birthday. Yeah. They don't specify. And that's in three days. Yeah. And, like, that's why everyone's panicking. Because she got to get married to someone now. Yeah. Because that's the law. Because she's a girl, and that's a girl rule. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now, it's because you'll be in power, and there's an equally outdated rule. That you can't be in direct power. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what is now being addressed, rather than just. Like, you just are supposed to be with a man, versus 
the kingdom can only be ruled by a man according to our ancient laws. Or and, ancient bad laws. Yeah. Yeah. It's still bad laws. Yeah. And she still her her journey is to overcome them, but in the new one, it's because she wants to be the Sultan. Yes. And that's cool. In the yeah. old one, it was just like, I can't be bothered with these princes. Yeah, I want to be free. You yeah. Know? I want to go outside and like run about and yeah. stuff. You know? And now like, she's like, no, power. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? It's much better. And like, you know, there's stuff that is a bit clumsy later yeah. on. Uh, but, like, just as a basic motivation change for Jasmine, it, I do think that works wonders. Definitely. Um, and it does help. It, it kind of does stand as an equivalent of the realismification of, <laughs> of the things in a cartoon. Yeah. Because we didn't really... I'm not even particularly criticising the cartoon for this, because we didn't need much of a motivation for her for this for this part. So yeah. Maybe if it came out now we would, but at the time we didn't. And now you do, yeah. and that's good, and it is better. And, like, this is a more robust and realistic explanation of what is ultimately the same setup. Yeah. And I think it works as part of the... <laughs> The realismification <laughs> of the of the character, because that kind of like drippy moon eyed, yeah. I want damsel. That's fine in like a Broadway style yeah. cartoon. That's the other part is when is that they were doing Broadway at that time, so you can simplify some motivations into a song and yeah. go, and you're fine. But if that was a real person and with those same motivations yeah. and that same dialogue, we. In 2019, yeah, we wouldn't accept it. No, she'd just be like, "Who is this?" Yeah, you're either going to be like, "I find this character pathetic," yeah, or I find the writers pathetic. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it would be like just flat and empty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you'd just be like, "Come on," yeah, you know, uh, grow up. Yeah, and it's one of those tweaks that works. Yeah. Again, not like the ones in Beauty and the Beast. Well, this is the thing. You I know? think what we've got here is what happens when you. Take the Beauty and the Beast formula, as we've discussed in the earlier bit yesterday, yeah. of remaining faithful to yes. the to the previous version of the film. But they've applied the Cinderella logic to it, where yeah. they go like, so we take what's in it and we go, here's why. Yeah. What's a three-dimensionally actually convincing yeah. way that a convincing, believable, sympathetic 2019 human yeah. would be... In a situation where they would be acting out the plot of Aladdin. Yeah. Part of the decision they... In, in Cinderella, they went in a completely real-world way. And in yeah. this one, they went, we're going to allow ourselves a bit of wriggle room. We're yeah. going to have it be Bollywoody. We're going to have it be theatrical. Yeah. And we're going to lean into that. And we're going to admit it. And it, it's good. Yeah. Whereas in Beauty and the Beast, those decisions were all wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, like... I, do you know... Oh, by the way, I've... I don't want to talk too much about the specific problems with Beauty and the Beast. No, don't worry. I'm, I'm changing like, the subject so yeah. that I don't because yeah. we're going to do a Beauty and the Beast one. But yeah. a thing I've been struggling with uh, yesterday and overnight and this morning is how do I get across to to a world that's broadly kind of against this film, having seen the Prince Ali clip? Yeah. Um, my Twitter feed is full of people who aren't going to see this film because they think it's bad. Yeah. You know, almost... That's a shame, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, it is. Almost to a Sonic level. And so... Yeah. So I'm like, how do I get across to them that, no, it's actually not what you think, without saying it's a good film? Because that is misleading as well. I don't want anyone to go in thinking it's like a good film, like one of the acclaimed good films. When someone says a good film, that's a loaded thing. And I figured it out. I know what to say. I like this film the way I liked the Power Rangers movie. Huh, yeah. And okay, I only came to that because Naomi Scott's in both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's presumably where yeah. the idea came into my head. But both films are films where 
I think they're honestly good. Yeah. I've watched Power Rangers like three or four times. Yeah. And every time I'm like, that's good. Yeah. But I would never go up to a sensible barrister. <laughs> I would never... Or a judge. I would never go up to a sensible adult and say, Power Rangers is a good film you should watch. I love how you go straight to that. I don't know like, where I came up with that from. At some point... You're going to be in court over this. Yeah. <laughs> like the- Oh, I didn't mean I'm in court defending it. <laughs> right, okay. I just mean I was using that as an example of someone who is way cleverer than me. Right. A serious person. Someone who would never watch the Power Rangers right. movie. I okay. wouldn't say to that person, yeah, it's a good film. Your Honour. Because <laughs> what they mean by that is something else. Yeah. But... To someone I could say, that to the same person that I could say the Power Rangers movie is good and you should watch it, yeah. I can say Aladdin is good and you should watch it. And it's put, on those terms that I think it's good. I would put the Detective Pikachu in that exact camp. Right. Yeah. No, you can't say it's like good, good, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah like, I always felt like I was watching Aladdin. And yeah. that is no small thing. Yeah. For someone who has Aladdin in his heart, in yeah. the position I do. And for someone like both of us, yeah. who are right there with all these people on Twitter. Yes. Like, just I re- I trashed Prince Ali, and now I kind of regret that, because yeah. I've seen... I can't even explain now. I can't say to someone, it's, it's good in context, because that moment may or may not be, I'm not sure. Yeah. They just picked the bit that doesn't look very good. On and its I, own. Yeah. Yeah. But in the rest, it's... Even watching it then, knowing I didn't like that bit before, I'm like, hey, this is fine. Yeah, this is prin- yeah. yeah. You're watching it and it's like, hey, it's Prince Ali. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it feels I like... I said, hey, it's Prince Ali. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. He, he, maybe Will Smith brainwashed you. I'm comfortable with that. He said, say, hey, it's Prince Ali. And, and I you're did. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, Will. Did, did you flashy thing me? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I hope that word of mouth is good. Yeah. Like, I hope so. Because I know it's not going to be across the board. Yeah. It's not going to be. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to come back from this feeling like their initial combative stance was not overcome. I I have an example of this. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that there was a tweet I retweeted at the time, which was, do it, you cowards, of the genie in his veil in Prince Ali. And they did it. Yeah. Well, I found that tweet. And yeah. so that I could retweet it and go, they did it. Yeah. And in the replies to that, like the the top replies, so presumably it's someone that he's friends with uh, yeah. who tweeted that. They were like, they did it, but it was rubbish. Yeah. And he was like, oh, is it a bad film? They're like, yes. And it's like, so there are people out yeah. there going like, yeah, it's just as we thought. And I was like, going, oh no. Yeah. Because it, oh, I get off. It was good. Oh yeah, they did it. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't rubbish. It wasn't. It, it was, was good. What I wanted. It was like, what oh. we've got here is grumpy people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and. It must be weird to you being... Not a, being a grumpy not person. Not being one of them. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? I'm usually quite a grumpy person. Especially on stuff like this. On stuff like this, yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, I just... I find it hard to quantify exactly what won me over. But like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Were we just in the right mood? And if so, is that right? Is it that we'd eaten? <laughs> because when I was sat down, settling in, when like, you know, the, the, the BBFC... Like certification card yeah. came up, my first thought was like, "Right, here we go." You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, and I don't big bloody crap film. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got the 
Oh, big bloody film crap. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. That was almost great. But it's fine, you know, like 75%. Like like we said in the yesterday, get 75% of the way there and I'm willing to meet you on it. Um, but sometimes when I'm actually going to the film, yeah. I feel a bit like... Eh. But when I, when I settle down, yeah. when it's starting, I make a point of never sitting there and thinking like... Go on then, impress me. Yeah. You know, that's the worst way. Yeah. It's the worst way to watch a film. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm watching a film. Right. I will try, I'm going to try my best to meet this as far along as right. I can go. I don't know what it was about this no. film, but like, basically from the get-go, I was like, no, this is this is all okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where in the get-go? Because... I was there because at first I was I was very early on completely yeah. on board and I was and it, as it turned out I was actually wrong about the thing I thought I was on board with because it opens on the boat yeah. and Will Smith yeah and you because they've pushed it so hard I think that's when we're supposed to go oh yeah here's a man Will Smith yeah. not a genie Will Smith and in that moment I thought we were getting how he turned into a genie I thought we were going to oh, get right, him okay. cursed into a lamp yeah and, and I was kind of. Go on then, yeah, all right, go on yeah. then. Um, and then it, it actually turned out what at first to be a slightly confusing narrative device, which, yeah. which then I was completely satisfied with as it went on. Yeah. All, oh. There's a version of the Super Mario Brothers movie oh, that you can watch online on YouTube right. where, where a fan has done like a fan edit of the film, and it's broadly the same as the original one, but the main change they've made is that they've lifted the prologue out from the beginning. The thing about the dinosaurs. Uh, actually, they've just got rid of that bit. Oh, but, good. No, the, the prologue <laughs> is a bit of like, here's what happened 20 years ago. And they've dropped that in later when right. Daisy is told that story of what happens 20 years ago. So, yeah. you know, Fiona Shaw goes, oh, well, your mother this. And yeah. then you see that footage. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, think that's actually a good change. But you can tell that a fan has lifted it out and, and, and put it in because they only had, they didn't have the, you know... Yeah. The original footage to work with. And it felt like that to me when you got the conclusion to that little bookend at the start. Yeah. It just suddenly cut to like some footage and then went back to the film. I think we should have had it at the end and I think we should have finished off with that. We should have finished the song. Yeah. Because uh, there was a there was a thing in the original film where they With uh, the peddler. With the peddler where yeah. he did Arabian Nights and then it never concluded that. Yeah. And then at the end of Aladdin 3, they concluded it with a reprise ah, right. of that okay, song. Yeah. Well, go ahead and do that. I feel like bung it on. It yeah, would have been nice yeah. at the end. Just have him turn around and go like, Arabian Night, and just finish <laughs> it off. It would be really cool. Well, but that's... But then how else... How are they going to end the live-action Aladdin and the King of Thieves? <laughs> Which you know right. we've, we've discussed. You're right. They've set it up. They've set all of this oh, up. I can't wait. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro won't be in that anymore. Oh, like, you know, Will Smith will have come back for the third one. Yeah. So that's fine. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a much higher paycheck this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was okay with that opening because I think I clocked immediately that oh, this is the peddler scene. Yes. And I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then I was just immediately okay with mm. the new Arabian Nights. Yeah, I totally. I like totally was. Absolutely like, was. Yeah. And I appreciate the criticism that Will Smith's not a great singer. Neither was Robin Williams. Now no. he didn't. Um, by the way, I know he didn't sing Arabian Nights. Yeah. But I mean, in, as a general point of principle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although I did think he did when I was a kid. I'll admit. He's better than Will Smith as a singer. 
Like, yeah, is, is Pro- a- probably. I don't know because I'm forced to listen to all this auto tune. That's yeah. one of my nitpicks. Yeah, I have only agreed. one nitpick about the songs in this film, and it's the auto tune, which I thought was unfair on the performers, frankly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because b- b- the rest of them sound like they can sing. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly Naomi Scott sounded like she could sing. Right, definitely. And we, I don't know, because I've only ever heard it with the autotune, but yeah. like, which I'm sure they did put on her. I thought I heard it's Telltale Signs. Yeah. I'd love to hear that song without it, because, yeah. come on, it's, it's uh, basically this film didn't make me think that they were putting autotune on to correct the singing of the cast. It just felt like they did it because that's what you do now. Yeah. At the Disney Channel. Like, yeah, right. That's what it felt like to me. So. Yeah. For all I know, Will Smith might be perfectly adept to singing. Maybe, yeah. It didn't sound like he was. <laughs> it didn't help, but like, that aside, he's a guy who, like, he makes up for a lot with general charisma yeah. and Will Smithiness. Yeah. And, like, I was fine with that. Absolutely. In, in Arabian Nights. Again, and, it is, again, the Robin Williams mould. Yeah. And, like, has that song, like, has. I, I know you've not seen the stage show. Yeah. I just wondered if there was any precedent for extending it in the way that they did. Well, there is, because. The Return of Jafar <laughs> opens on... It does. It opens right. on an extended Arabian Nights with different verses and stuff. So, yeah. um, so yes, there is. There is a precedent for... But if you're asking, are those the verses from the Broadway version? I, I couldn't tell you. Okay, yeah. Because it's like, there's actually... I felt like there was new parts of the melody. It, there it, were, actually, yeah. yeah. And I don't recognise them, but they could be from the Broadway version. I wish yeah, I, yeah. I was just wondering where that's I've been meaning from. to get the soundtrack for years, and I never have. I don't know why. There's a road that may lead you to good or to breathe through the power your wish and command. Let the darkness unfold or find fortunes untold. Well, your destiny lies in your hands. In that magical place, in that mystical land, there's a genie inside every door. Into all of your vision, your wishes command. It's demeaning, but hey. There you are. But I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I liked I, it. Every time they added to the songs, I liked it. Wasn't there another one where they added a bit, or am I thinking of Arabian Nights? Um, I feel like there was certainly a tune with it. I'm probably thinking of Arabian Nights. I think it's just Arabian And I remember going like, yeah, great. That sounds like it, it comes from Arabian Nights, and we yeah, just haven't had this bit yet. Oh, I know. They uh, they extended a little bit in the new second reprise of like Riff Raff Street Rat. Oh yeah, that bit. And I, yeah. I wasn't so keen on that. That felt a bit like they were just singing anything. Yeah, I know. And plus, like, you don't need to reprise that twice. That's like the third version of One Jump. At that it point. is, and I, <laughs> I get why they would do it. And yeah. they're in the story. Actually, do you know what? Actually, I've said I've got no complaints about the songs. Let me let me complain about that one. I yeah. not, I didn't like anything about that reprise. I thought that it was the one bit in which he wasn't very good. Sorry, uh, what's his name? Mina Masood. Mina, because yeah. I liked you in this film. So yes. this was just the, the wrong take was used or something. Maybe so. Yeah, that was the only real song problem it? that I had. Like, it was Arabian Nights that surprised me most. Mm-hmm. Just because I wouldn't think that I would ever accept someone messing with a song right that already existed right and me coming away from it thinking like well that wasn't sacrilege <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um, and, it, and in that way perhaps that maybe that's it maybe that is what put us in me. the right yeah yeah it put us in the right time because in that they that's where you're sweeping through the new agrabah and it's like hey i like the new agrabah yeah, and, no, yeah. and then they they sweep past the the urchin going into the cave or whatever it is and, yeah and and that's fine. I was like, oh yeah, we don't really need that. And yeah. No, I don't need... And I do remember sitting there and going, do you know what? I don't need a big moving face on the cave. Yeah. I don't. Because 
I haven't thought this for years. Yeah. But I remembered in that moment. Actually, I remember thinking, how is that a cave? <laughs> no, it's how? Just, yeah, how? Wait. It's just a big cat head. How is it a cave? And in this, it's a cave. Yeah. <laughs> but the cave's underneath. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, how does that work? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. I... Because yeah. it's in the middle of the desert. I get how it... Yeah. I get how it's a cave once you're in it. But yeah. when they say, and now the cave of wonders, and up comes a big CG cat's head. Yeah. You are kind of like, whose idea is that of a, of a cave? <laughs> yeah. The entrance to a cave. Like, literally, during the development of the film. Yeah. What led you there? <laughs> Obviously, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is one that I do feel like... You know what? I can actually see that if you tried to do that yeah. in something that looked like live action, I do think it'd look silly. Yeah. It would look silly. There's just really no way to do it. Yeah. Because it was one of the things I think everyone objected to at the time. So, oh, look yeah. how much worse the Cave of Wonders looks. Yeah. I saw, people are still saying that today. I saw, it, I saw them say it. Did we go the day it came out? Because nobody's seen it yet. We came like the, the it's, this is the opening weekend. Okay, because I'm really struggling to find any discussion of it or reviews at all. Like, except there's people who are like on Twitter going like, "I saw it was good, Ray," and but there's very little in the places I would normally go to yeah. find discussion of films. Give it a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, um, a week. Yeah, it'll yeah. But yeah, you're not used to seeing films that no. quickly. So, um, yeah, that just that I think it was just that whole opening that just that yeah. just set things off. Yeah. On the right track. Like, honestly, mm. I think I like the new lyrics to Arabian Nights more. Maybe I can't remember them, but... I've listened to it... Right. ...since. Didn't realise like, you could do that. Okay. They're all on YouTube. Uh, like, on the Disney Vivo channel. Uh, like, you know, you can, you can listen to them very easily. Huh. And, like, they're like... The new lyrics... They're part of that increased cultural sensitivity. Yeah. Because it's like... When you actually re-scrutinise the original lyrics of Arabian Nights, even once they've taken out the chop off your hand if they don't like your face yeah. line, yeah. it's still very, like... It's still kind of treating, like, the Arabian setting as a little bit of a... In an asterisk-y sort yeah, of way. it is. I think, you know, and, I, and it took me a while to realise that, because as a kid, I thought what they were saying was barbaric. Yeah. Because I only knew the edited version. Yeah. So I was thinking like, oh, the desert heat, the scorching environment. But this one, they do lead with the new version of that line is something along the lines of where loads of cultures rub shoulders and... Yeah, and it's a it's bit chaotic, chaotic, chaotic but, but hey, it's home. home. Yeah. yeah. And all the lyrics following that line in the new version. Do they change other lyrics I like that one line was I changed I think before? so. Yeah, yeah, I think quite a lot of it's quite different. The, right. the, the themes are more like, of the new song are more like, it's this place of like beauty and like interesting cultures and, you know, the, you can find your fortune there and mysteries lie in the sand. Whereas like the original song was a little bit more like, lol, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Again, I just carpet. Think, yeah, I just think it's better. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, it's that <laughs> realism nussification. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Every time we say this word, it's getting longer. <laughs> um, so the realism nussification here is the Etude. <laughs> it does paint this version of Agrabah as a place and a big world to be in. Yeah. It, and you... And you, in the original film, you were approaching it, and it was like, "Look at that on the horizon." Yeah. And then you don't even go straight there until someone starts telling you a story set there. Yeah. Whereas in this version, it's like, "We're here. Yeah. Look at it. Here's this. Here's that. It's like this. You'll be all right if you go over there." It, it, it feels like you're being shown round. Yeah, yeah. 
it won me over really quick. Yeah. So much so that, like I say, you know, I was able to sort of roll with the more rushed stuff that happened in that first yeah. half hour and, like, it let me get used to the sort of acting and the way mm. that it was going much more than I would have done if they messed that for yeah. opening up. I do think that's a big part of how it wins you over. And, like, I just remained one over. I know, yeah. The bits we didn't like, the Jafar bits, it, yeah. it didn't feel like, oh, no, it's losing me. It felt more like... You know, like, out of the way, Jafar. Yeah, no, yeah. Which I should never feel like. You know, like... The, <laughs> Those yeah, are never true. words that should pass through my <laughs> head. Yeah. Everything else I can boil down to, like, individual little nitpicks. Like, with Jasmine's revised character, yeah. as a change of motivation, awesome. Yeah. When they're actually trying to reposition, like, oh, and that means her role in the story is going to be... They kind of posture a little bit. Right. Like, that we've changed the motivation, and that means that her role in the story is going to be similarly revised. It's like, and no, it hasn't been. They do not introduce the characters as well in the new one as they do the old film. Right. They just drop you in on yeah. a lot of these guys. Like, Aladdin's introduced in more or less the same way, but, like, Jasmine isn't. I did, I did like the recontextualising of One Jump Ahead. I like that there was something going on in the story for it to yeah. happen, rather than just, I stole something, time for a song. Yeah, exactly. Particularly given that, like, I'm not a person with tremendous fondness for One Jump Ahead by the standard of classic Disney songs. I don't, yeah, I I never talk in films, but listener, I'm afraid I did say, oh, that's a shame when they kept in I Think I'll Take a Stroll Around the Block. Yeah, yeah. Because it is a shame that there was every opportunity to just having given themselves the permission to change the words some of the lyrics they didn't change came as a surprise. That was one of them. You Big Nabob was another one. I know, yeah. That's still there. No one knows what a nabob is. I can't believe that's a Howard Ashman line. It's quite... Oh, I can, because it... Have you ever heard the original version of Mushnick and Son? I do get that he would put in an obscure reference because it rhymes. I think he would do that. It's not that. It's not that it's an obscure word. What does it mean? I don't know. But it's just just the context of the... It's a clumsy line. I'm on the job, you big nabob. Yeah. But maybe if we knew the context, we would know that it isn't. Like, maybe that is, like... You, it's the you big part. Well, I know, I agree, but maybe that is the correct usage of that. Maybe people say, like, oh, you big name. But, like, like elsewhere, you know, Robin Williams ad-libs, oh, you pun them there. And it's like, yeah. I wouldn't say that either, but, Google like... Google it. Google it. Google it. I seem to remember it meaning, like, an upper-class person or something. Number one, a provincial governor of the Mughal Empire in India. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two, a person of great wealth or prominence. So that's something... So it's... I, so I guess what it's is like I'm going to make you powerful I'm on the job I'm fine with that it's just the way it's dropped in there it just feels like a filler line yeah. it's like I'm on the job I know what you mean yeah yeah then the song ends so you're yeah so you're you're suspecting that to Tim Rice drop in are you no I believe <laughs> it's Howard Ashman right but I feel like that's so under mm. under Howard Ashman's normal level of- I mean he was dying <laughs> Oh, you're f- pulling that card. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. probably wouldn't have been at 100%. <laughs> okay, fine. That's fine. I'll... Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. w- with what I just said there about... I love that they did that with... Uh, oh, that was a great joke! With a babwa. That's why the... Yeah, a babwa was literally just... Oh, you're a babwa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was well good. That was genuinely really Proper funny. good joke. Really yeah. funny. Um... But yeah, 
those were all the things <laughs> you know just little bits little nitpicks I was like oh you could have changed that that, that yeah. could have been better that could have been a little bit better here's a bigger nitpick that I've got unless you were leading to a conclusion there that I oughtn't to interrupt no go on okay a bigger nitpick uh, it okay I really liked Will Smith in this yeah um, I liked him the most when he was being Will Smith we've covered this I liked him the least when he was blue yeah but I never felt like he was in any way straying from a script I felt like everything yeah. he was doing was pre-written and pre-doctored and that is a problem because yeah. what the genie in Disney's Aladdin is is improvisational yeah and that's what's been removed here and I think they've yeah. painted around that as well as you possibly can to the extent that I didn't really really notice it at the time yeah um, I was happy with everything that was going on and I think it's a good version but it is something missing it is that's not Will Smith's style though Will Smith isn't he's not a stand-up yeah I just feel like if they'd thrown in another stand-up into this, uh, yeah, maybe that would have crushed them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe it's just better to go with a completely different style of comedian who can do things at a similar pace, but in a different way. Like I said, I was pleased enough with what he did. I it's good, like, yeah. man, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth almost. It's yeah. like, this was an impossible thing to do. Mm. And you came near it enough yeah. for me. Yeah. So it's like, I, why question yeah. Providence any right further, there. in a sense? And uh, something that I think is getting overlooked, because there are so many sort of more uh, in-your-face aspects of this to think about, I just kind of want to give a little shout-out to the designers. I, I thought his design was really good. That mm. um, He looked like a, like a really good compromise between Cartoon Genie and a human man. Yeah, uh, I really like the sort of the the twiddly things on his arm. The yeah, the, it, it didn't look nice. it didn't look overcomplicated no. like so many of these designs do. Like, I don't think the CG execution of it was all it could no, be. No, that's the thing. I don't. I didn't. No. Nah, yeah, I had. I didn't really like the CG execution of it, but the but design. The design's fine, and yeah. like it's it's what it was always going to be because yeah. it's like this is Will Smith's the big star, you yeah. know, and to some degree, like you want it to just look like blue Will Smith, yeah. You know, like you said, and like other people have said, maybe they should have just made him a blue painted Will Smith. That's, that would physically. have been so much better, in my opinion. I, I, maybe it could have been. I but... don't know why they didn't do that. Like, why not? Why wasn't his head real? Yeah, I think they could have done that, and I'm very confused as to why. Instead, what they went with, I have no written evidence of this, but I'm convinced was a Rogue One Tarkin recreated CG head, which is something that we all know doesn't go down well enough with audiences yeah. that you can just definitely rely on it to be fine. Yeah, yeah. And if that's not what they did, then it's been passed through some sort of filter that makes it look like... Do you agree? Do, do, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree, yeah. It's tough because obviously they wanted to keep the sort of the free transforming aspect of him. Yeah, but you can do that. You can. Mm. The mask did it. <laughs> yeah. In 1994. That's very, that is very out. true. The mask did it, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't realise early enough that it wasn't going to quite uh, click. But it's a shame. I don't think it tanks it, though. I wonder if it would look better in 3D. We saw it in 2D. Is it, it's, there... not, it's not shot natively in 3D. Anything, no, but so... nothing is anymore. But mm. but it will have been when they when they develop these things. It might just look better. It might just happen to look better in 3D. Some, Maybe. I find a lot of CG effects do, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this viewable in 3D? There is yeah, a 3D version, yeah. There right. is. Well, I'll, I'll make an endeavour to see that then. Yeah, and report back. Yeah. 
I can't report back on that because they had stopped showing it in 3D in any cinema I could find after the first like few days of it being out, if they ever did in the first place, which is really weird. I, when uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out and they, uh, the directors actually said, listen, 3D is an important aspect of the artwork of this film, which, you know, as you're aware, is a significant step in animation. Um... I tried to go and see it in 3D, but for some reason, two weeks after it was released, 3D, unavailable, and so we had to travel, I think it was like 45 minutes to find an out-of-the-way cinema in a different city that happened still to be playing it, and they were the only people in the country who were playing it. Well, we have a similar experience with Aladdin, except that we couldn't justify the trip. So, haven't seen it in 3D, don't know what it's like, and that annoys me. I, I, I realise it's rather trendy to be anti-3D, but I'm of the camp that says that well, if you can have an extra dimension, you know, as you know, like you can have surround sounds, well, then why wouldn't you? The only problem is that historically it hasn't always been good. But uh, that was back in the Tim Burton's Alice days. These days, 3D is really good. Just, oh, if you haven't seen it in a while, find some big movie that you can trust to be made well and go and see it on IMAX 3D. It will be immersive, I promise you. Um, but, oh, well, back to Aladdin. Haven't seen it in 3D. Back to Aladdin. That'd be interesting, because absolutely, this stuff looks better in the cinema than it does on YouTube. Yes. Um, yes. And that's not nothing. No, because it's not. Because Beauty and the Beast didn't. Right. I did see that in the cinema, and any aesthetic problems I have with Beauty and the Beast, I, I had when I saw it in the cinema but as well. could it just be because that film wrong-footedly took itself seriously, and this one doesn't? Yeah. And you do just forgive stuff in this film. Maybe that's... We've been struggling with this issue of exactly what that difference is. But, yeah. like, fundamentally, Aladdin is silly. Yeah. And Beauty and the Beast thought it wasn't. And that yeah. is... And, and it had the same sort of content. Yeah. That's why Beauty and the Beast didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I think that is it. And that's the problem with Jafar. <laughs> I want to talk about Jafar. You don't feel you've talked about Jafar enough. I, I, I want to hear more, but is there more? I watched the original again. <laughs> I went back to the original thinking, maybe I... Hmm. I feel bad for even saying this. Maybe I was overrating Jafar. <laughs> like, maybe... Maybe the Jafar who existed in my head wasn't so much better than this Jafar, and yeah. I'm, I'm holding my years of, like, cultural attachment to yeah. Jafar against this guy. But yeah, I went back. He is so good. Yeah. He is, like, he is, if anything, much better than I remember him being. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. He's the funniest, he's the funniest thing in the film. Yeah. In yeah. this film with Robin Williams yeah. as, no, like, definitely maybe is. greatest performance. Yeah, you always forget a boo-boo. And That's so good! When that comes up, I, I remember... When the, that comes up over and over again. <laughs> I can still hear the laughter in yeah. the cinema the first time he said it. It was funny. It's funny. Really funny. It's funny because it's so petty. Yes. This this Jafar is such a petty, small piece of crap. When he gets squashed by a door. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I tweeted about that like Did months you? ago. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Like, oh, well, sorry. Just, no, I mean, like, because I, I, I had to single that moment out. The him and Iago squashed by the door yeah. is one of the funniest drawings <laughs> Disney have ever done. Yeah. It's just so funny. Unlike the subsequent shot of him irritatedly pushing Prince Ali's yeah. entire entourage out, yeah. of the, out of the door. But everything he does, everything about him is hilarious. Yeah. Like, just the scene where, like, not the prologue scene, but the, the scene where we're introduced to him in, like, the main action. 
I, I mean, where's the Sultan in his room? And like, the Sultan turns around and someone's at the door and he's like, and you get this slow pan up Jafar, like shrouded in shadow, looking like Jafar. And like the Sultan take over it. Ah, Jafar! My most trusted advisor! Yeah. And it's so deliberate. Yeah. Like, everything about Jafar is so funny. <laughs> He's, like, so... Yeah. He is so over the top in terms of, like, just what a piece of crap he is. Yeah. And, like, how, like, small he is about it. And, like... <laughs> He's every level of villain all at the same time. He's the big grand takeover the world villain. And then he's like, he's the pu- he would push in front of you in a lunch queue <laughs> kind of villain. Yeah. Like. And he's a, and he's like a bickery villain as well. Yeah. But yeah, he gets into little petty arguments with people. And with like, Iago a lot of time. With Iago most of the time. And it's <laughs> like, he's just, just like, you know, when he's arguing with with uh, uh, Prince Ali when he first gets here, he's like, oh, yeah, no, you wouldn't know where where it is. And he's like, yeah, try me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's so... Everything about him, he's amazing. <laughs> you know, he's he's the best thing in the film. Yeah. T- to my I've mind. I've never thought of it that way, but you're right. Look, I Why, they named the second one after him. Right, exactly. It probably is. It probably is. It's like, what is going to make you more excited yeah. about the idea of another it Aladdin wasn't the re- It wasn't Return of Aladdin. No, it's The Return of Jafar. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, right? And like, yeah, it's just everything about him is incredible. He looks yeah. um, like the design of his face. Like, the, the, I seem to vaguely remember that at the time, people couldn't help but compare the design to Maleficent. And I think there yeah. was a thought that that's because it's pointing angular. But no, it's also because it's the best they'd done since Maleficent. Yeah, I think so. But he's convincingly sinister. Yeah. And he's convincingly threatening when yeah. he needs to be. But it's like, he's funny in and of himself. He says things that are independently funny, that where you're laughing with him. Yeah. You know, he's saying things that are funny because he's a straight man in a situation and other people are being funny and he's accentuating them. Yeah. And he's funny when people say things to him. Yeah. Like, he's the butt of so many hilarious jokes. Yeah. Like, the, like, you know, the scene where he's trying to hypnotise the Sultan in... in... <laughs> but you're so old. <laughs> yeah, I know, like... He's... We've never stopped saying that. Right? It's like this hypnosis spell that is at all other points in the film shown to be completely infallible. <laughs> the moment he suggests he marry his daughter. His whoa, young... whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> or the scene where Jasmine is pretending to be in love with him and the increasingly like desperate nature of the things she's trying to come up with about it. Like her line reading of your beard is so twisted. <laughs> is genuinely one of the funniest jokes in the entire film. Yeah. Like, I don't understand any aspect of why you would think to take all of that out yeah. of the film. Yeah. And replace it with nothing. Nothing. Is it... Right. Could it be that they made the same revelation you just did, which is that Jafar is better than the genie, but no one remembers that? Yeah. So, if we do the... What everyone famously agrees is the impossible task of trying to replace Robin Williams yeah. with the genie. We can just quietly, therefore, not really try and replace Jafar. Yeah, is maybe that they didn't what want, it was? Maybe they didn't want anyone to upstage the genie and the maybe. and the Will and Will Smith. You know, like the genie and the main characters and stuff like that. But maybe. like, I don't feel like Jafar upstages the the rest of no, Aladdin. And, and if he did, 
What? Oh no! You a Disney villain has upstaged the heroes, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't get it. Like I thought it was bad enough what they did with Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, but at least it looked like they were trying and failing. Yeah, you know they understood that Gaston was a big important lodestone character that it was important to get right. They just screwed it up yeah. like they did with everything in that film. The crime here is they didn't. It didn't even look like they realized Jafar was important. Even when someone delivered to them that costume, and yeah, they had the thankless task of putting it on a human, and they picked so the wrong human. Yeah. He looks like a man dressed as Jafar. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there is a Disney villain who is comfortable in his own skin, it's <laughs> Jafar. Yeah, that's the thing I love about the guy. He's like he's so. I'm talking here like I actually respect him as a person. I know, and I think I do. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, it helps that like when I was watching it today, I was watching it with my parrot <laughs> on my lap, and I couldn't help but feel like hashtag goals. <laughs> like I just couldn't help but like try and tap my ER parrot. Goals. Sorry, nothing. Did you say ER goals? No. <laughs> I couldn't help but tap my parrot on what passes for her shoulder yeah. constantly and point to the screen. <laughs> And say, look, <laughs> this is what we could be like. Who's a pretty boy then? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Jafar. <laughs> he owns everything that he's yeah. doing, and that—that that was another thing with this Jafar. Like, he doesn't—he's not even like—he's nowhere near as competent as yeah. that Jafar. Yeah, Jafar in the cartoon is the Sultan. Yeah, he is. And in this, he just reckons he is. He just reckons he is. But like, the, b- because this Sultan's a lot more competent. Yeah. It doesn't look like Jafar really has any like, influence. That, that was the noise. Jahan just pulled off his top and he's dressed as Jafar. And yeah. <laughs> I think we call that a glow up. <laughs> but yeah, like new Jafar, he, he's, he's not smooth. He's yeah. not like... No. He's not convincing. He's not no. persuasive. Like, no. That scene where new Jafar is trying to talk Prince Ali around. Like, A, he looks like he doesn't know who he is and isn't suspicious. Yeah. Which is... Real Jafar would never have fallen for that. Yeah. And when he's trying to, like, you know, get on side, it's such a crap attempt to get on side. Yeah. He's just like, Hi, I'm Jafar. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I think we should be friends. You know, it's like, it's so creepy and weird. And, like, this is why I feel like there was a missing scene. Because fundamentally, I do think it's not a bad idea to, given that you can't do Jafar. If you, if we assume you can't do Jafar, I, I'm not willing to accept that. But yeah, me okay. neither. But if we <laughs> if we say that as a premise, then I am on board with the idea of okay, we'll make him a parallel Aladdin because his Iago is an Abu in this. He's, yes, he's not really talking. He's just a clever parrot, yeah. like Abu is a clever monkey. Yeah. Um. So there's those parallels, and I just I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't think I want necessarily a flashback to Jafar's days on the streets. Although maybe I do. Yeah. That's the stuff that would have helped me feel like. At very least, that we'd got a new character. A new in, concept, yeah. yeah. A new concept. It's just the the self-deluding nature of this Jafar as well. He yeah. just he talks a bigger game than he is. Yeah, he's and just such a little prick. He is. Whereas Jafar's King Prick. He is. He's he's, <laughs> he's big Jafar energy. <laughs> like he's but he's so he, like I said, he owns everything that he's doing. Yeah. Like, if he's doing some devious stuff. He's doing it with the biggest giant U-shaped evil grin. <laughs> yeah. Or like toothy grin. And like he's always like 
he's always looks like he's in control like yeah. yes your highness kind of thing and the moment he gets rumbled it's like <laughs> and then like yeah oh yeah throws a flashbang and escapes oh yeah yeah when original jafar goes big yeah. when he when he is taking over and he's banishing him he's doing it in song yeah and in style yeah this guy the reason that they didn't do the Prince Ali reprise yeah. is because they couldn't with this. Yeah, this guy can't pull off that. He couldn't pull that yeah. off at all. Like I just pulled off our recording of it. Yes, you did, yeah. Um Is it still recording? It is. Okay. It is, good. It's like but look at the look at the stuff old Isn't Jafar it neat? does. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets the genie to lift the entire palace. Yeah. Oh yeah, they didn't do that. And put it on top of a mountain for no real reason. There's one reason. That's from the story. That's from Aladdin. Right, okay. And so like, it's, it's actually, why didn't they do that? Well, they didn't do any of the big stuff at yeah. the end. Like, really. They went for a smaller ending because frankly... This Jafar it's... could never say, get the point. That scene. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where Jafar does like four consecutive puns. Yeah. What is it? Um, Things are unraveling fast now, boy. Yeah, there's that. That's one. What's... And between each one, he's doing his... <laughs> and what does he do when he turns a um, into a monkey? Is it something like... like... I'm trying to think. Don't, don't toy, toy with, with me. me. <laughs> yeah. It's don't toy with me. Things are unraveling fast. Get the point and... Um, What's the other one? I'm just getting warmed, warmed up. up. Yeah. And then he breathes fire. Yeah. L- Yep. Winner after bang, winner. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Consecutive lines. Can you imagine this Jafar? Can you even imagine that this Jafar said four independently funny things in his life? <laughs> yeah. That alone, consecutively, at a moment yeah. of high pressure. There's a lot of pressure on him at that moment yeah. to, like, really nail those one-liners. <laughs> and there's no doubt. And, like, you know, like, we're not even mentioning the whole remodeling your whole throne room so it's all snake themed and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that it's oh, like yeah. this Jafar is pathetic yeah. he's a pathetic excuse for Jafar I feel this is making me feel bad because I know there is a man in, in the world yeah. who that was <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't his decision you know he was in the film the point where I feel aggrieved with him is yeah. if you're that guy and that's what you have in mind for what you're going to bring to your audition. Don't audition to play Jafar, please. <laughs> Just in case someone's there who thinks that that's acceptable, yeah. then that's on you too, you know? Well, luckily the police have been dispatched <laughs> yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to arrest him. Yeah. <laughs> to arrest him and Guy Ritchie for crimes against Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag not my Jafar. No. Like, but not anyone's Jafar. Who's, no. who's going to be happy with this? A dumbass. A dumbass is who, yeah. A silly dumbass. A silly dumb ass. <laughs> Somebody likes the Aristocats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you. you yeah. <laughs> See, I've historically revised my statement again. Because <laughs> that's within my rights to do so. It is. I need a breather. Do you have any words God. about Jafar? Because I feel like I could go on about the Jafar issue indefinitely. and it would... I'm prepared to make that, like, a regular feature. What, me going on about Jafar? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, he's... he was in a 90-minute film. I, I'm going to run out of bits. Then we start on Return. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in that. How much have you seen of all of the rest of, like, Aladdin 
extended material. What, like the animated series? Yeah. I'm going to say most. Okay. Um, I certainly watched the... Uh, do you mean the animated series? I like, do, What yeah. else do you mean? Okay. So, like, basically, um, what I'm getting at is... Go on. Everything that ever had Jonathan Freeman's Jafar in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't say with confidence that it was as good as it was in the original Aladdin. Yeah. But I can't well, say... can't possibly have been animated as well for Star Wars. Well, it, it wasn't. Yeah. But... I can say that I think it was. Right. Well, because he was a long John Baldry as Robotnik. He was just one of those people who, like, I don't know where he came from. <laughs> no, I know. I yeah. don't know who he was before Aladdin. Yeah, or since. No, because or, he's been yeah. Jafar since. Yeah. I genuinely, I don't... If Was he in anything before? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I might look it up in a minute. But, like, he I've just... always... I've looked him up before, and I'm always surprised by how minuscule he's... Really? List of credit. Because the thing is, the guy who played Aladdin was like a celebrity get at the time. Was and it? I Yeah, he was he was in like a sitcom. And oh, I don't know. okay, right. Yeah. yeah, but it's one it's Full House or something, one I've heard of. Yeah. Um so was he was Jonathan Freeman someone known maybe not, maybe. But it seemed certainly to me as if he just came out of absolutely nowhere with the voice of a Disney villain yeah. in a in a face that doesn't fit that voice. Yeah, yeah. He's quite heavy set in yeah. real life, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and friendly looking. And so that's... And, and obviously we've been conditioned to think that it's an, a pencil thin man's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so whatever. But but like, that laugh. <laughs> yeah. He was born to play Jafar. Yeah. Because the rest of it, you could play other characters. But that yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. The thing about that laugh is that this is... It's so weird. It's the silliest thing about his performance. Yeah. But... It isn't usually played for laughs. I don't remember finding it funny. Yeah. Whereas the rest of him is. When it goes into that laugh, it's actually scary. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. though it's... Because it's so deranged. Yeah, it is, yeah. And it's it's almost happening on two different octaves at once. It's amazing. Yeah. And I don't think he ever lost that energy. I think or I think in the... Oh, well, he was... Do you know what? We don't need to worry about the cartoon because he was barely in it. I don't think he was in it. He right. was in Return of Jafar. Yeah. And then he was banished. Okay, right. So you're looking at games. You're looking at, you know, Kingdom Hearts and stuff. Oh, yeah. For, I'm sure he turned up in the animated Wasn't series. he in, like, an episode of the Hercules show? It might have been, yeah. I think there was a crossover where, like, Hercules met Aladdin and Jafar teamed up with Hades. Yeah. Which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that happened, yeah. Yeah. But, so there's not that much ancillary... Jafar material that mm. I'm not aware of. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, except the Broadway cast recording, which really we ought to get hold of and have a listen to. So, I think so. I know yeah. he has a song in it. Yeah, what is it? Can't remember. Right, okay. But it's like a, it's a sort of a villain plotting song with Iago. Yeah. But not much with Iago, which is fortunate because it isn't Gilbert Gottfried, it's just some guy. Right, yeah, okay. Because I was what I looked at the deleted songs on the DVD today because I knew about them already, but I just thought I'd refresh my memory on them. And like, proud of your boy, that's what I remember. Yeah, but the DVD has like provisional recordings of two attempted Jafar songs, oh. and one of them, like humiliate the boy. Oh yeah, and uh, why me? Those songs. I mean, the fact that they went for that tone with both songs says it all about the kind of villain Jafar is. Yeah, they're not sinister songs at all. They're big, uh, celebratory, comedic diva songs. Like where him and Iago are just having a grand old time. Yeah. Celebrating how how well they've won and how much they deserve what's coming to them now. Yeah. It's like, man, that's the villain. That's what you had. Don't take that out. Yeah. My voice is giving out because I've been <laughs> screaming about Jafar. Jafar. Yeah. 
I kind of feel like I've screamed myself out. Yeah, <laughs> but we've ended on a negative, and I feel like we shouldn't because it was good. The reason I accentuate that negative so much is just because the rest of it is just stuff I'm fine. That's the thing. With. It's the only mistake. It was the rough in the diamond. Ah, yeah. You know, like it's it was the only thing. It's the only thing that was like. Well, you got that wrong. It doesn't ruin the film. I think we've. I think we're, we're, we're yeah. able to talk about this because we've established the film yeah. is good. Yeah. It's, After the definition of good, we defined. Yeah. yeah. Power Rangers movie good. <laughs> yeah. But which? But that is to me good. good. I just wanted to quickly throw in. I last when we recorded just out of the cinema, I didn't know what the name of the actress who played the handmaiden is. Ah. Still Na- Nassim Pedrad. Okay. She's like, I think an SNL comedian. Oh. And she's good. Oh, I didn't realise she was a known... Yeah, yeah, she's a comedian. I think a key thing that was instrumental in convincing Abby to come and see this with me is the video of her and Naomi Scott being nice to each other in the red carpet. (laughs) Have you seen this? I did, yes. Lovely. I I kind of feel like... This is Nassim Patrad, who plays Dahlia. She's amazing. Not crashing she's, your interview. No, she's so talented, and uh, love we love each other. I love you so much. Um, the you. best new character. Okay. Sorry. I mean, whoa. She's incredible. Doesn't she kill in the movie? Um, damn, she's so hot. But that reflects in the film. Yeah. They're nice in the film. Yeah. She's. They good. are mates. They are, and I didn't want this recording to end without me having. Correct the fact that I didn't know her name earlier. Okay. It's just unfortunately hot Jafar who sucks. Nothing else does. No. Nothing else sucks no. about it. No. We liked it. We yeah. had a nice time. I'm going to have a nice time next time as well. What? That's kind of the point where I wanted to finish with, I suppose. What do you expect your ongoing relationship with this film is going to be? I know what you mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm going to go and see it fairly straight away with Abby as my excuse. Yeah. Uh, and 3D as my excuse. Yeah. I inevitably I will own this. I will. Yeah. Ongoing relationship. I don't know because mm. I, I might have to tell you that after I've seen it again because I'll see. I, I, honestly, I, here's here's my real final answer. Every time I watch Aladdin, I bet I'll watch live action Aladdin as to finish off. Yeah. I bet I will. I mean, unless it totally falls apart the second yeah. time, but I can't imagine why it would. It didn't. Uh, in fact, we've both seen it again now, and we both enjoyed it. More the second time, if anything, uh, including... I'm sorry about all this ranting about Jafar that we're doing and kind of making the podcast seem a bit more negative than we wanted it to be because we were really positive about this film and we did enjoy Jafar more the second time. Okay. I guess I'll be a test. Hmm. Time two, when we're freed from like, oh, wow, this is so much better than our rock-bottom expectations. Maybe we'll judge it more harshly. But... If it retains even like 70% of what I got out of it the first time, then yeah, I think I could end up coming back to this mm. as well. And it's like, that's the metric by which I'm going to have to assess this because I can't, based on the way that the conversation has been around this film, yeah. I don't necessarily see that this is going to be filmed with a big legacy. No, people are down for disliking this. and uh, yeah. But then people who, generally speaking, not across the board, but yeah. generally, the people who I encounter in the wild, i.e. when I look for it on Twitter or whatever, yeah. who have seen this film, <laughs> yeah. are out there trying to explain that it's actually good, yeah. you guys. Yeah. And they're met with, you know, three to four times the pushback against that, which is like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've seen the trailer and Prince Ali. Yeah. 
And you can't really begrudge him that. I even, yeah, you can't even the argue clip, with that, can you? Even the clip of the reimagined bit of him like falling over the balcony and then coming up, I really disliked that when I saw it released online. Yeah. And I thought it was fine in the film. And it was yeah. like, it's almost like a different take. It's <laughs> yeah. so different in context. Yeah. That it was fine. Yeah, it was just like, I'm watching Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. I always felt like I was watching Aladdin. Yeah. Maybe that's not like a big thing for them to aim for, but it's it, it's simultaneously an unambitious thing to want to achieve. Yeah. But to achieve it, it's actually very hard. Yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier when mm. we're talking about pointlessness and like cynicism and creativity in terms of like, well, that's not a creative goal. Yeah. No. But is it? Does it require creativity and skill oh, to yeah. actually achieve that yeah. goal? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's, a, it's an arbitrary task given to people who needed to be good to do it. Yeah, and I genuinely think they were yeah. on this occasion. Yeah. And I and I, given that I've now seen how it's possible to be good at that versus how it's possible to be bad at that, I don't know, it gives me a different context for these films going forward, I suppose. Yeah. Even the ones that are going to come out that do look like, in a sense, pointless retreads, like you might say of the Lion King one, yeah. there's going to be degrees of like... Yeah, but even if you don't appreciate why someone is doing something, you can still adjudicate the skill with which they're yeah. doing it. I kind of came around to really appreciating this in the end, and yeah. we'll see how it goes with the future ones. But, like, I don't know, if these things just start tanking, or if they hit that point where, you know, with the, the concern that we raised about the Lion King of being like, have they not got to their Avengers Endgame a bit too soon? Yeah. Surely the Lion King was always the end goal. That's the big one. Yes. And it's like, okay, they've got around to it well quick. So even if after that, the general audience kind of thinks to themselves, well, it's like, well we've seen the remake of the one yeah. now that we care most about above anything else. Yeah. So this line of films will now tail off and die without them having gone through every single film in the back catalogue. I'll probably still be glad if they are convinced to stop before going through every film in their back catalogue. Yeah. But I'll now also be glad that they did this Aladdin first. Yeah, I feel so much better about having signed up to do this with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, these films I have to watch. Yes. Like, there's something to look forward to because Aladdin, honestly, it was always the one. Yeah. That, like, depending on what they did, it would colour my impression of the entire series because yeah. I care about Aladdin. Yeah. And they could screw it up or they could do it well. Yeah. And they did it well. I think we'd better be taken off the air. <laughs> Okie dokie. Bye. Bye. Go away. Go away. Bye. 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 Go away. Go away now. And that's Aladdin. Go and see it. Even though we griped a lot about Jafar, actually, on that second viewing, we did both connect more with this version of the character. And we, we don't want that to put you off. The fact that we just talked a lot about that was because it was the only thing we didn't like in a film we really liked. So go. It's good. If you liked Aladdin the first time round, you'll have a lovely time. Of course, there are those issues that I don't know enough about and that I read about and that I haven't read enough about. And if those are problems for you, then of course, exercise your own discretion there. Um, I feel as if I've seen people who are bringing up those issues saying that it's still a good film. I feel like I've seen that, but don't believe me there. Go and find out for yourselves. Right, so now it's back to normal for Serious Disney's, so next time we'll be covering Cinderella, a film that lands differently depending on who you are and what mood you're in, and listeners, we will be disagreeing about bits of it in ways that almost turn into a little fight. <laughs> See you there! Oh, and I 
keep forgetting to say. Um, you can contact us at, at SeriousDisney on Twitter or SeriousDisney at gmail.com. Although, if you do send us an email, probably tell us about it on Twitter as well so that we remember to look. And if you want this podcast to go on and not just crumble and disappear and disintegrate, then you have to, I'm afraid, go and give us nice reviews. You can say as much or as little as you want. Um, say say much. I like to read reviews. I don't get very many of them. Um, but you've got to give us reviews, uh, preferably five stars, on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Because otherwise, if you don't, then it won't go in, you know, the algorithm that promotes podcasts to people but if you do if you give us good reviews then it does go in the algorithm and various people get to hear about us who didn't know about us beforehand so there you go see you again soon oh and if you can't wait to hear my delicious voice before that then you might want to go and look at my other podcast sonic the comic the podcast which is all about the 90s and video games and stuff and comics and sonic bye